I feel like we're in like podcast energy right now. I feel like we're recording. Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan, and joining me is Bill. Hi, everyone. And TJ. Hello. Whenever you do your intro, I always think that you're going to go, and Lorenzo De Felici. Really? Yeah. <laughs> in the oh. back of my mind. Wrong podcast. What is it, Bill? So, just a few seconds ago before we started recording, we were talking about the media play symbol, and the green thing was a book. Yes, carry yes. Books. Book. I remember the note. I remember the the logo just being really weird to me as a kid. They didn't really sell that many books though. So there was a small section. No, they, had, they had a huge book section. No, they did. Yeah, they did, and they had a huge pog section. That's funny because I don't remember there being books at Media Play. Really, either. I it bought was a small section in the back. They had a couple racks of ma- magazines and a couple racks of books, but it wasn't that big. Man, even their logo is made out of things that don't exist anymore. I think Media Play was more of a local thing so the majority of people listening right now have no, no idea what no, we're was medium, it was medium medium nation. huge it wasn't like best I think, buy I think it was like best buy yeah dude I think it was a nationwide like company I don't know yeah this is Georgia no one knows what we're talking about best if, buy if you know what we're talking about I'm play? wrong if you don't know what we're talking about I'm fucking right hmm hmm We'll never know. Mm-hmm. So we are the Invincible Podcast. We usually talk uh, all things Invincible. And um, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We have a website, which is theinvinciblepodcast.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, we are also the guys that do the Oblivion Song Podcast. And that is going to go live in two weeks. Right? Uh, it's usually two weeks part, after this, right? It's, it's usually the week the of like, the 13th. Yeah. The twelfth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Twelfth no. April. No. Yes. Yes, you're right. Oh, that's next weekend. Yeah. So a week from when this episode goes live. Normally there's a two week break, but it's uh, moved up. By then we would have seen Pet Cemetery, Shazam, Hellboy, and Shazam. Wait, Hellboy comes out this weekend too. Hellboy comes out. I thought Hellboy comes out the fifth. I don't know. If wait, I'll ever no, it does Hellboy. not come out. It this won't weekend. come out the same day as Shazam. I think it. Really? No, no, no. This weekend is Shazam. Is Shazam. this weekend is Shazam? Yes. yes. This weekend is Shazam. Yes. yes. And also Pet Cemetery? Probably. What do you mean probably, dude? I think it is. It is. The trailer is. was crazy, but you know I'm not going to see that kind oh of movie. Oh my god, it looks awesome. I can't wait. When does Hellboy come out? Probably the week after. It is the 13th. It's next week. Okay, so it's yeah, Shazam. Yeah, so be the 12th. It's Shazam. Yeah, Shazam and Pet Cemetery this weekend. Then, and then Hellboy. Hellboy. And, then, the and then fucking... And then nothing because Avengers is after that. Right. So we'll talk about it at the end of this episode probably when we get into like what other stuff we've been up to. But the next time we record this podcast, we will have seen Avengers. So. Oh, wow. Weird. That's weird time travel right there. We, we got to talk movies next time. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's TV a shows. lot of movies next. There's a lot going on. Uh, a couple somewhat news items, somewhat housekeeping. Um... The uh, we passed our three year anniversary of this podcast last month, and we surprise dropped a our first ever just random no. non numbered episode. We did a sky high watch along. Do we know <laughs> how that went? If anybody did it, if like I we, know well, there we, was one person on Twitter that a couple said people that reached out. Yeah, Xavier definitely yeah. watched it. Yeah, or watched along. He was the only one that was like that. Like, <laughs> whoa, that, that gave awesome. us feedback on it. That actually said he he did it. Um, but I mean, it seemed to have gone over well. I got a lot more plays than I expected. 
Um, it, it's probably the worst thing we've ever done. It, it in a good yeah, way though. I mean, in a good way. Okay. Well, I mean, like anyone. To be fair, first it's anything. a it was a free like bonus episode. Right. That wasn't your well, monthly episode. Free. You know what I mean. <laughs> and you know it was, what I mean. And it was sky high. Like if if we did something like. You know, no. as as we were again, I'm getting into what we're going to talk about later in the episode. As as we were watching, um, Love, Death, and Robots last night, I that kind of yeah. wished we would have done a watch along for something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like talk about each episode after it ends. Do you or think something? a watch along would be better the first time you watch something, or it would have to be at least the second? The second, time? because the first time you're paying attention to the movie, right, and the second true. time you you're not really paying attention to the movie. Well, I would. Say I mean, you kind yeah. of are. Because there are times where we talk over things. <clears throat> That's true. Um, so yeah, check that out, that out if you're uh, interested in watching Sky High with us. And uh, let us know if we should do that for anything else. I mean, to be honest, it was kind of a test to see how it would work for when the Invincible Animated Series or whatever eventually comes out. And uh, what we'd do with that, just to kind of... Yeah, from a technical... A- we can do it again. Like, yeah, from a technical aspect, It worked. It was, it was very easy to do. Yeah. So... Um, other than that, uh, we are also now on Spotify, so you can check us out there. Give us a follow on that. Uh, also, uh, you guys know the directors for the Invincible Animated Series, uh, Chris and Justin Copeland, mm-hmm. uh, the brothers. The uh, brothers. The brothers. Hmm. Recently, I don't know if it was announced or what, but uh, Justin Copeland is the director of Batman Hush. Really? Yes. I saw images. How cool is that? That is cool. I was gonna text you when I saw that they announced like voice casting and stuff Mm -hmm. for it, and I was like, about fucking time. They 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 released released they released one image, but it it could be from Batman like throwing a Batman. But when I say hush, what do you think of? When I when you say hush, when I say Batman hush, what do you think of? What's the I think of the Jim Lee like Jim Lee art art like like. It's, it's gonna not going to look like that, but oh, it's the, the story it is also incredible. Like, I love this. What's what the, do you mean? What's the story? Yeah. What's the story? Read, when you, there are millions of Batman Jim Lee stories out there, but I don't think of that. Like, I think of, you know what I mean? Like, the, the story is what mm-hmm. makes Hush Hush. Yeah. There are parts that I can't wait to see. I think they're going to trim the fat a little bit. Though. It's just weird that they would do, like... It seems like they're they're starting to do chronological, like they're trying to build a DC. Is Superman gonna be in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Did you look at the voice right. cast? It I has mean, to be. He, he has, has to. He be. is right. I know. He's I'm the coolest saying, part. I know. It better be in it. I just didn't look at the voice cast. So I don't know. If... The shit out of him. Hey, so come on good. now with the kryptonite <laughs> ring. I'm excited to watch that. Maybe Fuck we'll go Superman. watch something for that. Yeah. Um. Other than that, uh, I know last episode we talked a lot about um, frustrations with the Invincible movie and whether like what's happening and how we haven't been hearing anything. Only a small thing here. Seth Rogen tweeted out that um, outlining the Invincible movie took months and months, but the first draft is coming in hot. So not much to say there. It's just interesting the fact that outlining it took a very long time, apparently. And the first draft is <coughs> done? Question mark. So, but we don't know how things work. It could take twelve drafts. Exactly. <laughs> it could. It could take. Yeah, we have no idea. So that's still happening. Uh, other than that, uh, before we get to our main topic, which is uh, our conversation with Wyatt Lane, um, I want to talk to TJ about C two E two. Yeah. So yeah. So what happened? Now this was two weeks ago. This was the week of my birthday, so it was. It was well last. 
It was yeah. It was mm, no. Last it was weekend. last weekend. Last weekend. It was last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It hasn't even. No. You were here last weekend. You're it right. Was, it was, was two last, weekends. Two so weeks it was two weekends ago. It was two weeks. Ago. Oh, because last yeah. weekend was the thirtieth. The week before. It's that just that we normally record towards the end of the week, and it's the beginning yeah. of a week right now. So it was mm-hmm. like a week and a half or whatever. Yeah. Um. So you drove yourself. No. Right. No, oh wait, you flew, yeah, didn't I you? Flew. Oh shit, that's, that's right. Really, really cheap flights. Otherwise, I would. Why drove. did I think you drove? Yeah. I even like when it came down to you coming back, I was like, damn, TJ's probably driving back now. Like I remember thinking no, that. No, oh, okay, that's not too bad. Easy. Cheap airline, you said. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have drove yeah. about eight hours, which isn't too bad. Not something yeah. I would have preferred to do, but I would have just saved money. Apparently, that's a very boring drive yeah. out towards Chicago. I'm glad I flew then. Um, so, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So, I went and obviously... You I went all three days? Yep. Mm-hmm. You met Paul Rudd? I met Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. He was very cool. Obviously, they they push you through the oh, line. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of like dancing in line a little bit, just like being goofy. Mm-hmm. And he was like... Um, greeting everybody in a different way, uh, like being funny about it though. Like, like every time someone would walk up and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. And he'd be like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Like, like, and every, like making everybody laugh, you know. Um, but yeah, it was quick. I told him how much I loved role models and how that's like my favorite comedy of mm-hmm. all time. He was like, "Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that." And then we, we took our picture, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, so, that's yeah. how it go. He was a cool guy though. Um, it was really, it's always weird seeing people in person. Is he taller or shorter than you imagined? Or way that, shorter. Or he looks height? way shorter. He was about what I imagined, me personally. Okay. Well, because you're tall. So. And I was nervous about that because every time I meet, I have a meet and greet or do a picture with somebody, I'm 6'1", which I don't think is ridiculously tall, but I always I always end up towering over the people that I'm meeting. And it yeah. just looks awkward and, and weird. Like I, I, I met the, your... the cast of Boy Meets World and I'm just like, they're like midgets compared. It's a terrible picture. I picture, picture. Your, uh, your photo with uh, Joffrey. Yeah. Isn't he really sh- short, too? Yeah. But, I mean, he's like a child. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really. He, no, he, he's really not. He's he like 20, but he looks yeah. like a child. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting him to be shorter, but, yeah. <laughs> um, Otley was there, obviously. I started a jam piece. Oh, my gosh. It's to so do cool, it. too. I decided to do it just with him. So, mm-hmm. every time I see him, he's going to add a character. And what is a jam piece? Jam piece is where um, it's a bigger... It's Obviously, it's not just a regular commission. I have him kind of sketch out um, an outline of what I want on like an 11 by 17 paper piece of paper, and then he adds more and more to it every time I see him. Mm-hmm. So I'll pay him commission price. So it's like getting one big more more more. sketch done yeah. over time. Right. So what I decided on, and I went back and forth, I talked to you guys about it, but what I decided on is to get um, a zombie piece mm-hmm. of Invincible, Alan the Alien, uh, Omni-Man, Conquest, Thrag, and Angstrom Levy, all the zombies. And Dinosaurus and Battle Beast. No. no. <laughs> Invincible, Conquest, Angstrom, Alan, Thrag. Thrag. Oh, Nolan's in there, right? And Nolan. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't want to say it on air because it's it's still a really cool idea, but I love the other idea that we had too. Hmm. That, we, we, that, that might we be my next one. Yeah, someday that's going to have to happen. You yeah. know, whoever, even if it's we somebody else that does it. We have an idea. We won't say it because then just, you're going to steal a, it. And I know a, you. It's just I know cool you listening to this piece. podcast. Look I swear, at you sitting I, there right now. I swear somebody stole your Thrag idea. Unless, I mean, it's definitely possible that uh, somebody I, else had that idea. Absolutely. But it's weird that yeah. we said it on the podcast and right. then literally like that, like that, two, that there weekend. There was a con that weekend. And there was a picture of Thrag Battle Beast 
reversal reverse if someone could like just admit that it happened you know like if you're we could all i mean it's been done multiple times now so since then yeah and it's like because then it was oh well now everyone can be a cape now dinosaurs can be a cape and yeah yeah. invincible wearing uh dinosaurs that's Mm -hmm. one of his god that was so cool that's the one where he has all the trophies right (laughs) yeah yeah uh but the jam piece so i started i met him on the first i met otley on the first day and we talked uh, about what I wanted, and he kind of knew in advance what I wanted to because we talked about it before. Um, and he knocked Invincible out, like, literally less than an hour. So he started with Invincible. He did the layout. And then he's like, oh, I'll come back tomorrow. Maybe I can do another one if you're up for it. And I was mm-hmm. like, hell yeah. Like, I went back the next day. He was too busy. I went back on Sunday. And I was like, uh, you know, I talked to him for a bit. And then I just walked away, like, thinking he was going to be way too busy. His He had a monstrous line the entire time. Like the, almost the whole con. It was tough to get. It was tough to like talk to him, um, which is awesome for him. I, and glad. he obviously remembers you, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm special. I, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so but I went to him and I was talking to him a little bit, and then I I walked away, thinking that he's not gonna have time. And I was like, you know what? If he says no, he says no. So I walked back around the corner. I was like. I forgot to ask, like, even though I didn't forget. I was like, I forgot to ask, did you, uh, did you have time for... You know, for... he could be listening to this right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, that's, right, that's all right. I was like, did you have enough time for another one? He's like, oh, what time is it? He's like, yeah, I'll fit you in. Oh, my god. And he, he did, um, he put Conquest in as well. And oh, my gosh, it's so sick. I don't really want to post it. It's out there if you want to yeah, track yeah. it down, because mm-hmm. Otley posted it. Conquest does look badass. But I'm not going to post it myself until Isn't it's like done. like, reaching... Forward. Yeah, he's got like his yeah. hand like yeah. kind of decrepit out. So uh, yeah, it's awesome. And when it's done, I'll post it myself. But it looks really cool. Um, I have kind of news though. You have news? Yeah. Well, wait is, a minute. It, is it this still is, a... is it still C two E two stuff yeah. related? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Because there's more C two E two stuff. Okay. Are you so it's up to you? It's still oddly related. Are you remembering uh, they what go podcast we're on? Huh? He's got a show and tell. He's got a show and tell. Show and tell. But I was talking to Otley, uh-huh. and. Again, this isn't like anything major. However, we suckle on any kind of bit of news yes, that we can yes. get around. Seth, like anything. Seth Rogen uh, breathed yesterday. Yeah. He, he, uh, he he probably touched a pencil, which mm. means he's he still knows he's how to hold the direction it. Right. Uh, right. of writing Invincible. Um, so I was talking to him about the animated series, and I was like, "What do you think about the voice cast?" And he was like, "I love it." And I was like, "Yeah." I talked about how like beside ourselves we are yeah. of, of the the cast and like Mark Hamill and like mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I was like, I asked him, like, are you a part of the animation at all? And he goes, no, I don't have anything to do with the actual animation. However, he I, am there, a con- right? I am a consultant on the show, so they send me clips what? all the time. He said, I haven't seen any animation, or any, I'm sorry, I haven't seen any action. However, they send me, I have seen a lot of, like, just characters talking to each other. What? So there is animation yeah. out there. Like, there's, it's happening. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, wow. I remember at one point on Twitter, he... he... <clears throat> I think it was when they announced the, the cast or something like that, and he said to Copeland or someone, he was like, oh, I can't wait to get up there and see it again. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, you, I know he visited at one point yeah. to see to see how it was coming along, but the fact that they're sending him clips yeah. and stuff like that. And then he shares his cool. feedback and stuff. That's cool. So it's... Like the it's, fact it's that going. he's overseeing stuff, not overseeing it, because I don't... We're not, I mean, we he's can't say whether or not he's... They take his, They could take his feedback or not, but... Exactly. Yeah, he's a part of it. But it's, how cool is that, that he's actually... And it's a 2020 release. Of yes, this for sure, they right? said they said 2020, 2020. and I, I, I feel like it has to be first half. It, it, it absolutely it has, to, has to be. We're gonna we're gonna see a trailer by the end of the year. I think we're gonna be seeing a trailer 100%. at the latest New York Comic Con, early Which is the earliest, end of this year. yeah, earliest yeah. San Diego. Yeah, yeah. 
We just got to get through a couple more months of this drought, <laughs> and then we have something. <laughs> you guys going to New York Comic Con this year? I really wanted to go to San Diego. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I really wanted to go to New York. When is it? I think the three October. of us. I think the three of us have to go to New York. Agreed. I could probably make it work. So that that's a great segue, TJ. How does it uh, compare to New York Comic Con? You went to New York Comic Con in October. We did a whole episode about your trip there. How does Chicago compare to that? On the first day, I think I talked to you on the phone, or you texted me or something, and I was talking about how I think it's my favorite one. Having gone all three days, it's not. No. Uh, New York Comic Con is still far superior. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I didn't like about C- C2E2 was awesome. Like, that, they had, as far as talent goes, they had, like, the best talent there. Um, yeah. The artists you, you, and everything, that, that, that was awesome. I mean, you got an amazing Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah. Like, he did uh, a battle beast. Oh. I literally, I talked to Daniel Warren Johnson and I said, he, I, I told him I want, he, so he does these insane, the commissions yeah, that cost like $800, but honestly, like that shit is worth it. Like it, he, it, it's crazy. The, like the literally I collect, I've collected art for years <laughs> and I saw this like Batman piece that he did that he had out for New York Comic Con. It took my breath away. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but he also does these like. $150 pieces that are like mm. kind of quick sketch, but they're still amazing. Yeah. And I just got one of the quicker ones and I just said, that was a quicker one. Yeah. Like, isn't that nuts? Wow. Um, I said, just draw something invincible related. That's all I said. And he chose, no way, really he chose battle beast. Yeah. Good for him. Wow. I thought no, you asked for that. For him. Yeah. <laughs> but that's perfect though. I, like I couldn't that even because... like, think like that's perfect for him. Oh, I know. I like that because you were surprised when you picked it up. He didn't yeah. say, Oh, I'll do a battle beast. Right. Yeah. No, he just, did it. He's like, all right, yeah. That's and so I went cool. And picked it up. He's like, I decided on Battle Beast and like, like flung it out. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, it's so good. So that's on that's my cool. Twitter. Um, is that on uh, Invincible Podcast Twitter? I would have retweeted it, yeah. yeah otherwise, otherwise, we'll ha- I'll have it all in the uh, <clears throat> the show notes on yeah. the website. So you can check it out. It, it came out really cool. But I met a lot of really cool artists. What was I talking about originally before I got on Daniel Warren Johnson? I got off topic. I was telling you. We were talking about the difference between that and New York Comic Con. Oh, one thing I don't... Getting back to that. um, One thing I don't like about C2E2 is that they had no panels at all related to comic books. So no, like, sketch duels or any of that kind of stuff? Nothing. They had one where it was, like, exploring the Batman universe, like, with, you know, more of the popular DC artists. and and, But even that, like, I don't know. Hmm. That was was really it, and it was, like, half an hour. I didn't even go to it, but... Hmm. Um, yeah, there was nothing really majorly comic comic book related. Um, so I definitely New York Comic Con is, which is plus, interesting with the with the the talent they have there yeah. to not do any of that. Yeah, that's surprising. Plus Saturday, Friday and Sunday were fine, but Saturday it got a little crowded. Yeah, New York Comic Con, there's way more people than Chicago Comic Con. However, it's, it's so much bigger that you like I I would I was never crowded at New yeah. York Comic Con ever. Hmm. It was fine. Um, so yeah, New York Comic Con is still my favorite. But C2E2 was awesome. It was really cool. I'm probably going to go again next year. Yeah. Instead of C2E2 next year, I like how I'm living vicariously through you. You should just go to Emerald Emerald Emerald. City. True. Because I was, I was trying to decide between the two and then Paul Rudd changed my mind to C2E2. And Mm -hmm. then after I decided on C2E2 and booked everything, they got announced. Yeah, exactly. So So it worked worked out. out, Yeah. Um, you met some, uh, listeners, right? It was the, uh, an artist that you went up to. You talked to an artist, and you said you uh, do the Invincible podcast. 
Uh, uh, I met uh, Joey Vasquez. Oh yeah, there was him. Uh, he he he's a listen. He was a listener of our <laughs> podcast. I don't know if he still listens, but he follows us on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. His art is amazing. He got a job at uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. so I got an awesome Rex. He's doing a commission. Marvel team up with uh, Spider Man and Ms. Marvel. I believe that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. What's cool too is I never see anything invincible at cons ever, mm-hmm. like on people's table. And I knew that he followed us because you you turned me on, like told me to yeah. Because I, I I just recognize him from Twitter. I walked up to his table and he had two prints just sitting out on the table of Invincible. I never see him anywhere. I love how there's that confirmation. Like yeah. you get to the table and you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely the yeah. one that <laughs> that guy. The, one print was a uh, Thrag holding up robot by the throat in mm-hmm. the air. Uh, the other one was like a, a play on the Sin Caro. Um, oh, movie Sicar- poster, Sicario, Sicar- Sicario mm-hmm. movie poster. Um, only instead of obviously them, he did it in all invincible characters, which was cool. So I bought both of those too. I haven't seen those. You got to show me them. Yeah, they're cool. All right. So, yeah. So and I got a a ton of commissions, Batman related mm-hmm. and uh, invincible related. So I love how at I got one point really good art. At one point, you sent me a video, and you're just like flipping through. Uh, a, a short box of comics yeah. and then all of a sudden you're flipping 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 that's like invincible number two invincible number three invincible number four invincible and it it's was just like, like all the way to like 10 what yeah. like just loose in a box yeah but they were very expensive really? they were they were priced appropriately not yeah. like overpriced but but what you'd end up finding online anyways yeah. it's not like yeah. oh i found like an invincible number two for three dollars yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah so. but it was cool to see them because i never see we never see them in boxes when we go to no no so that is, it's, usually if you see them, it is only in CGC cases yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. Anything else I was going to ask you about C2E2? I feel like there was more I wanted to tell about C2E2. I just can't remember. Hmm. Hmm. How early do we have to um, get badges or whatever for New York? It's so weird. Because so, you have to like do the whole process, right? I think... <clears throat> so... If you've never gone before, it's like this w- ridiculous process. Mm-hmm. But if you have gone before, I think I can buy, I can reserve mine coming up. Like literally we're waiting. Everyone's like waiting. Like when's the emails coming out to, I can reserve mine and then buy mine like a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. And then I can reserve your guys's early. You can't get them yourself. Mm-hmm. I have to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then buy them mid I mean, they do this to keep people from like scalping and all yeah, that kind of stuff. But and... it's, it's. I think it's over the top, man. It's crazy. I, I, because I had never gone before, I had to wait until like mid July mm-hmm. to do it, which is, which is nuts. Cause you want to book everything. You want to book your hotel. You want to book your, oh, uh, yeah, your flights and stuff. And I don't, wasn't sure if I was going to get tickets or not. So however, but I've been there before and it'll probably if be we plan this year. enough in advance, that'd be really cool. If the three of us can even yeah. get a hotel, drive together, <laughs> make a trip out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. I found a cheap hotel last year, so maybe we can go to the same one. We'll figure it out. Yep. Um, if you think of anything else we're talking to you, Jay, just shout it out. Otherwise, oh, no, I'm just going to shout it I've out. I've got an email from Will and judging by his email address, his last name is Smith. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. Oh, it's definitely fresh. It's but it's probably the fresh it's the fucking Absolutely. Pr- fresh the absolutely. <laughs> All right. It says, I discovered Invincible in December and was finished by mid January of this year. Discovered it in December and was finished by mid-January. So he just started. I just had a revelation. Go. Will Smith is Mark Grayson. What? In the movie? <laughs> in the movie. Oh. <laughs> that explains why he had to read it so fast. You're right. Had to get, had to get into character. Up. This is looking good. Never has a comic impacted me so much. I see so much in Mark at the start of the journey that I see in myself. 
<laughs> I understand Mark's struggle being a high school student who works at a burger place trying to get through high school and trying to live up to some great expectations. Okay. That that doesn't no, sound like it absolutely sounds he's, like he's Will trying, Smith. He's trying to misdirect us. Right. It's Will Smith. Finding this podcast was so great for me because it's hard to find high schoolers who actually read comics, but even harder to find people who read outside of the big two. I love listening to this podcast while working on my art, and it's great to hear comic fans talk comics. Robert Kirkman has created some of the best characters I've ever read, along with my hero Ryan Otley's stellar art. One of my favorite things in the comic was Otley's growth. As a student who attends a school for the arts mm-hmm. to become an illustrator, I have, yeah, I have to study the work of many comic artists, and Otley is always my first choice. I can't wait for the animated series and movies so that our favorite yellow and blue hero can become a mainstream after 16 years. Keep up the great work, guys. Love, Will. Huh. Smith. Uh, wait, so he says he's still in high school? Yeah. Mm, that's like, you're pushing it a little bit too far. I don't what believe do you mean? that for you a You don't minute. believe it? Why would Will Smith say that he's in high school oh. unless he <laughs> was trying to say that he's not I Will Smith? I didn't know you were still going with the Will Smith joke. Sorry. He um, must He must I hate have, that. Oh, I'm sure. Or, I am sure. Or love it. Like, what if your name was like Elton John? Like that's gotta suck to have to have a name of someone so, so famous. famous that's that you suck. can't. Well, like, what if your yeah. last it's name completely was like, unavoidable. Literally, everybody is calling you. There's a there's a, and... a giant thread on Twitter going right now where people are responding with like, you know, what's your name? And then somebody says that, and then it's the reply to what is wrong mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that, and it's all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you mean like the oh, you mm-hmm. are you the first yeah, prince? Exactly. Uh, and the one that I identified with the most was it was uh, what's your name, Ryan? Brian? Yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time. Anytime I place an order, it's like, okay, and what name will that be under? Ryan? Brian? Uh, okay, Brian. And then I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's better. It's, I'm it's Brian better, now. It's better. I accept that. Because what I get when I'm talking on the phone in this voice uh-huh. is, uh, what name should I put the pizza under? Tim? Uh, okay, Kim? No. No. Can you hear my fucking voice? Like, do I sound Kim's like a, a woman? Kim's a guy's <laughs> name, too. I guess. Kim, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a I, guy's name. Yeah, you're right. But it's Kim. better than Ryan and Brian, or, or it's worse no, than no, Ryan I know. and Brian. But it's to the point where I don't even, I don't even. I get Kim. But all and the best the part is, and the best part is, if I say, um, if they say Brian, and I choose to correct them, I can't. It, a lot of times, I don't. I learned the right way, but I'll be like, um, they'll be like Brian. I'm like Ryan with an R. No, I mean Ryan not, with an R. Not with. <sighs> Yeah, that's that's what happens. Uh, the only thing, Ryan the, starting with an R. The only thing yeah, that I, I have to do that. I have to do it. Or I'll say Ryan, no B. The only thing that I get is when people spell. Because I say I'm Billy to the world except for here. Like, yeah, which is so weird. Yeah, it's... that's And how do you spell which Billy? Which is funny because just this core group of friends that you have call mm-hmm. you Bill. Whereas everyone else in the world in calls the world, you Billy, yeah. except now for anyone that listens to this podcast. Oh yeah, that's true. So we're just we're just spreading. But I so seamlessly. But that's, the same, that's the same thing with me. You guys call me TJ. That's true. Yeah. Everyone else calls me Tim. Isn't that weird? But everybody that matters in in my life calls you TJ. In your life. Yeah. Right. Yes. Same with mine. Right. Except for my mother. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Your mom calls me Timmy, which is weird. That I think about it. It's really it. weird. It is weird. But people call people spell it, I E. Instead of why, hmm? like when I'm like, oh my name's Billy, like oh pizza or like on my receipt will say thanks Billy or something like that. Not that I think about it. I mean Billy Jean is B is spelled like that. I've never gone yeah, by that's Tim. That's a girl's Billy. Oh yeah, Billy for a girl is B I L L I E. I don't think I ever made that connection that I E is the girl's yeah, version. Always. Hmm. Yeah. No. No. Hundred percent of the time. No. I'm Could gonna find. Wrong. I'm gonna find an example where it's not, but. 
Okay. I can't think of one. All right, Brian. Billy Idol. Brian. Is that IE? That's Y. Is it Y? Yes. Mm. <laughs> it's out there. There's an IE mm. mail out there. Uh, but back to Will's email. Um, I'm surprised that there's not... I would have thought that, like, we started reading Invincible in high school, too. Did we? Or it was shortly after high school, actually. No. Wasn't no, it? No, it was far after high school. We started reading No, you started Walking reading Walking Dead, Dead in like, high school. It was out like of two... high school. No, it was Dude, in we high were school. not We reading. were absolutely out of high school. Was There's that? no way. There's no way. All right, I, I want right, to say we started a... reading Invincible the year of our, like, first cruise. We went on, like, it was, like, 2009. I think we started oh, wow. Invincible or uh, Walking Dead maybe, like, 2007, 2008. Hmm. Well, what I was getting at was I'm, I was surprised that Will said that there's not a lot of kids in high school reading comics these days. I feel like it would have changed. I don't. I you agree, don't? though. I, I agree that that it's weird. Yeah. But like I, with all, how but mainstream comics have become. But I understand why they're not. Like, I tried to get my nephew into it. I got it for his, for Christmas, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. He hasn't, uh, I don't want to, like, push him into it, but he yeah. hasn't said anything to me about it. Or hmm. Comics mm-hmm. aren't mainstream. Agreed. Comic book movies and other media is extremely mm-hmm. mainstream and, okay. easy, and easy to get. But... I I don't think people really jump into comic books. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Hmm. I saw something that Marvel was. Maybe did you guys see anything about like how Marvel was thinking about doing with comics? No, I. Didn't I see definitely that. saw something like that. Maybe physical. Was it April Fool's? That might have been it. No, no, no. This was a long time ago. I saw this. There's no way. No, 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 no. There's too much of an industry built on. And even I feel um, like I could see physical TJ like the paper ones like. I maybe it was I can't that. see them ever getting away with trades though. Mm-hmm. I can almost see them getting away with like weeklies. No, no way. You still don't think no it'll ever happen? Way. There's too much of an industry built around comic books. Yeah. Conventions. I know, but how much of those are about those those physical paper comics? Those small, forty-eight I mean, page comics. Like it's not. No, I mean, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. It's not like a magazine. It's not like. Like, people read digital magazines or just, like, get all their news on, like, mm-hmm. you know, GQ, Facebook, or whatever the fuck. I don't know what people do. I, w- but. The, I don't think so either, Bill. But I also feel like we're the kind of people, or that we're, right, we we're sound old. like, no, we sound we like sound the people like, that are like, oh, no, DVDs will never go away. Yeah. In my day, we had a. CDs will never yeah. go away. Like, things become digital. Like, mm-hmm. I could see comics still saying, staying the same size and everything, but they're digital. Okay. So will they ever stop making Blu-ray or some sort of digital? Probably, yeah. No, no. Bec- no. no, think about it. Like no. Blu-ray itself, or do you mean just a physical? I mean a physical version of the movie. Eventually, or a video game. Actually, eventually, yes. I, I think eventually, yes. I don't. I don't know if it. it it's going to be a long time. I don't. It's going to be a really long time. I don't think so. I think that no matter what, you'll still be able to go to the store and buy a hard copy of something. Hmm. And I don't mean like a download card or something like that. Yeah. I because. Th- no. I'm saying if it happens, it'll be near the end of our lifetime if, if it happens. I'm saying a long time. Okay. Um, TJ, did you have something else? No. All right. I think we are going to go on in... Uh, we have to give uh, our friend Wyatt Lane a call, and we're going to insert that right here. We haven't talked to him yet, but I'm excited to talk to him. He's uh, obviously the guy that's supplied us with music for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, big contributor of this podcast. He actually he sent us stuff. He's just a great guy, and we're excited to talk to him. So uh, we're going right now to that. I guess we'll just go right into it. Yeah, yeah. Cause we'll go right into yeah, it. Welcome to the show, good. Wyatt. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Um, we're excited to have you here. You have been... Yeah such an awesome like contributor to our show 
writing in, sending us stuff, obviously providing music for so long now that sure. it's it's crazy to me that we haven't had you on sooner. So you're the, uh, <laughs> the intro for our other podcast, Oblivion Song Podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, I know. It's it's so funny because that is that's the first song that I put out once I started making music again. And like you guys have talked about before, like listening back to the first podcast episode you do is almost like cringy because you feel like you've grown oh, so no much way, since really? then. So oh, for sorry. me, I I actually like that one more because I'm so used to just hearing it as the intro to the Oblivion it song. Fits, <laughs> it fits so well with Oblivion song. It does. It's just it it captures yeah. the mood of that so well. I remember I remember me and TJ we were like listening to like a bunch of songs and we just kept coming back like nothing even came close to being right. We were originally looking for something that sounded a little similar to the Invincible podcast uh, intro, where it's okay, like, yeah. like eight bitty, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, like video game type. Um, but it, and it, we came up with something that, and we were that like, like yeah. that doesn't match the comic though. We that was the thing. Yeah. And then you were like, yeah. you know, why Lane has some music? Maybe we can check out <laughs> his stuff. And then we played a couple of different ones. And then once we played uh, Control, it fit perfectly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I was super excited that you guys asked. I remember seeing that you guys were announcing that the first episode was coming and I had just put that song out the first time and then seeing you guys were announcing that, I remember thinking like, oh, it'd be cool to like let them know I could write something as an intro, but they're doing their first episode really soon. I don't have time to write something else. And then I think the next <laughs> day you, you guys sent me the message did. being like, hey, would you mind if we use this? <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to know what we're talking about and you haven't listened to the Oblivion Song Podcast, shame on you. Check it out. Go check it <laughs> yeah, out. I intentionally haven't used that one as an outro mm-hmm. to Invincible Podcast because it's, it feels like it's too, it's too Oblivion Song. It yeah, so to... speaking of which, um, we have been um, playing different songs from Wyatt uh, and our outros to Invincible. So if you've been listening all the way to the end and kind of oh, yeah. sticking around after our, our episodes, that's this guy. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Invincible. When did you first start reading Invincible? So I started reading Invincible, I want to say it was probably like around 2012. I had been into superhero comics for a while, started getting into like Marvel comics right around the time the first Iron Man came out, but sort of quickly got tired of seeing like the the writers change the artists change characters dying characters coming back mm-hmm. just not feeling like it was consistent and so kind of walked away from superhero comics for a while and was looking for other things just like most people found the walking dead started reading a lot of those comics and for a long time funnily enough like the costume for invincible sort of put me off of it i just thought like that looks really goofy the goggles, the goggles like the bright <laughs> yellow all of that just seemed like I don't know. That doesn't seem like it would be for me. And now I love the costume and like the idea of them doing the live action movie without the costume and the goggles seems blasphemous to me. TJ, <laughs> was your face flabbergasted when he said that he didn't like the costume? Was that what your face just did? No, I could totally see that yeah. anytime. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I always feel like when I show someone, it's like I kind of picture it like through their eyes for a second and i'm like yeah i know he has goggles i know they're kind of just floating there just just trust me it works Mm -hmm. and i think i was just in the mindset of like i had been reading walking dead and getting into more comics that were like less superhero maybe less like i don't want to say campy because i don't think invincible is really campy but you know veering away from the characters in tights with superpowers that were maybe a little more serious topics and then to think that kirkman who was doing this ultra violent like walking dead zombie comic that's just about like human drama is doing this superhero comic where he's got goggles and all of this weird i just couldn't figure out how that was the same writer and eventually once i i decided to give it a chance and 
read the first few issues on on digital, I was just hooked and super obsessive about it and wouldn't stop talking to my wife about it. And then she ended up buying me the compendium and then several trades after that that had been out. And I think I binged. This was right around the time that issue 88 came out. I remember that was the actual that was the first issue that I bought. There was a single issue. So I read all the way up until Mark loses his powers, essentially, and then had to stop there and wait for a month. Did your wife read any of it? I was just about to ask that. She read some of it, but then I had spoiled so much of it because I was talking to her (laughs) about it. Because I was like, are you going to read it? And she goes, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, well, can I just, can I tell you about this one part? His dad is a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have to share it with somebody. Exactly. And then so I would read more of it and want to talk to her about it. She's like, it's fine. You can just tell me about it. So now as the new issues would come out, I would just be like immediately like on the drive home from work, I would just be like, okay, mm-hmm. I have to tell you about what happened. And just spoil the whole thing. That happened mm-hmm. with me and Liz a lot, too, because I remember specifically I was sitting in the kitchen and I was reading them on Telescria and him eating yeah. the food and, and having the toilet issue. Oh, and yeah. then I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Liz, Liz, look at this. This is so funny. <laughs> and at the time, she had no, like, contacts. Like, so she's like, oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, you're stupid. Like, yeah. how do you not think <laughs> this is great? I always think about that because right now, my wife Katie, her only, like, real connection is that she knows adam eve like she has the adam eve shirt Mm -hmm. she knows the i mean she got got for our uh first anniversary she got me the page of them sitting outside the eiffel tower drinking wine um so she knows who adam eve is so i always think about how if she were ever to read it like she's in for a surprise about all the things Mm -hmm. that happen between them and so yeah not to um, go off topic of Invincible, but I have to bring attention to the fact that you're wearing an Avatar the I Last know. Airbender t-shirt. I am. Yeah. I, and I, I've been, oh. I'm, I'm slightly distracted by that and the, the just the wall behind him. <laughs> yeah. just, all the, uh, oh, my Captain gosh. America, all oh, the Ant-Man yeah. helmet. So, yeah. Star so this Wars. is my my office slash studio, I guess, where I like come in here to work on music. But yeah, I intentionally set my computer up over on this side since all of my stuff's back there. This is technically That's... my wife's desk that I'm sitting at. But yeah, I've been collecting like prop replicas and stuff like that for a long time. So I have some lightsabers, some <clears throat> Marvel stuff, obviously, because I'm just a big fan of MCU and all of that stuff. Um, oh, but yeah, and the. Right there. The the Avatar shirt is is a lot thanks to you guys because you guys talked about Avatar oh, so right. much. I eventually right. gave it a try and then it ended up binging through that and mm-hmm. Korra over the course of of a month or so and just like am obsessed with it. I'm started to collect the Funko Pops. I have Aang <laughs> and uh, Uncle Iroh so far. Nice, so cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember that and you were you were tweeting all about it and that actually got. I mean, I didn't get to watch much of it, but you you rewatched the whole I, thing. I and... literally just rewatched. I'm rewatching with some friends. We watched all of Last Airbender, and now we're about to start Korra. Do rewatch. Yeah, it, it's so. it's so great. I've gotten a couple of my friends to start give it a try now, and they're working their way through it as well. So the three of us always talk about doing like something they're... outside of our podcast, but maybe doing something like a rewatch or something if it works. But yeah, it, it'd be tough to work it. It out. exists. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's a lot of Avatar podcasts out yeah. there. As there should be, yeah, rightfully so. Um, yeah. Back to Invincible, though, because that's why we're here. <laughs> um, favorite story arc? Hit me with it. Oh, oh, you better watch it, Wyatt. Uh, I, always, I mean, I always feel like maybe... this, this is the question. Like, it, it, all right, tell us 
conquest or why it's not conquest you know what i mean like i always feel <laughs> yeah. bad like we're trying to yeah. put people on the spot like why isn't yeah. it conquest but like obviously i mean well, yeah conquest. obviously conquest was the one that like it was it kind of changed the way you look at the comic how brutal it was and how how great that arc was um but like other ones that, obviously probably i mean maybe it's just because it was so fresh in the most recent one but the end of all things arc was really satisfying to me obviously it's bittersweet that it was ending but it felt like it was kind of a return to form in a way for invincible having it back to being like the giant battles between him and thrag and i loved the fight between him and thrag on the sun and how brutal that all was mm -hmm. and then the robot war stuff and even with the ending being as you know bittersweet as it was seeing as how it ended all of the stuff they gave him that i was just like blown away with each time I turned the page and you're getting this whole thing that could be five years of the comic on one page was just awesome. The last issue you're talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah I feel like when, when, when you ask that like arc, you could almost take that last issue, that last issue is and huge. say yeah. that was my favorite arc because <laughs> yeah. it was so much. And the more that I think about it, I'm so satisfied. I didn't know, I, know. I didn't know if I was satisfied with it when I first read it just because, but I could not be, I think, more satisfied yeah. with what, the last issue. When it was, what, two months ago now that um, that it was the one-year anniversary of that final issue, mm -hmm. I went back and reread it and listened to our talk with Kirkman. Stuff like that. It holds up. Like I'm so satisfied mm -hmm. with it. it is, it's a great finale. It's weird to think that a lot of people were not okay with it. Like I, I met this artist at, um, at a Niagara Falls Comic Con last, like, last, last year, like June of 2018, and we talked for a long time, and I, he 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 said I loved Invincible from like the first page all the way to um, the end, except for the last issue. And he like hated it, hated it. Like he had like a strong hate for it. I was like, I don't understand why. Like it, it, I feel like it wrapped everything up. It wrapped up all the characters. It kind of showed that you know, the world moves on. Yeah, that it. Mm -hmm. that I think yeah. that I think that turns people off though. That that you know. Mm -hmm. Where's where all this? Where are all these storylines? Why are you giving this to me now if you're just going to end it? The reason why people love it is the reason why people hate it. Like, I, and I was I was on the fence. Like when it first happened, I was like, I want to see the the coalition versus the the new Viltrum Empire. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but like, that's not yeah. what it was about. It was about Mark getting to the end and that last final line, you know, mm -hmm. and then seeing oh my god, seeing freaking. <laughs> um, why can't I think of her name now? Tara. Tara. Seeing her yeah. grow up, like, in front of your oh eyes. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Those Dude. six panels of her just getting older and, They're like, perfect. that was, especially because I read it digital as well, and swiping to each new panel was just like, <laughs> no, she's getting older. Oh, yeah, it was, it was now, amazing. You, now, you have a, do you have any kids? Do you have a kid, or? I do have a son. Yeah, he's two and a half. His name's Grayson. Perfect. Uh, all right, is that intentional? It totally was, yeah. So, was, how much and it was did you a mixture have, man? That's of, crazy. It was a it was a mixture of my love for Invincible and I love Nightwing as well. So yes. it was. I obviously wasn't going to name him Richard or Mark. <laughs> that both of those were names that we didn't really want to go with. So Grayson, it covers all of the Grayson family as yeah. well as Nightwing. But yeah, that was definitely we. I my wife and I even argued over that for a little while because my cousin who lives out of town, recently had a son as well, and they named him Grayson. And she's like, we can't do that. Your cousin just had a kid named Grayson. I was like, we never see them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, had, uh, it's two, be Grayson. I had two cats, and one is uh, Oliver, the other one is Grayson. Nice. 
Very cool. Same reason. So you having a kid because I'm the only one in our group that has children. I have a daughter. She's four. And and Riker, my son, he's eight. And reading Invincible, like when I started, I didn't have any kids. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I had a kid. And then like the stuff with Mark having children, it kind of resonated with me more. How did you feel like during those moments having a child? Totally. It definitely, there were a lot of moments where like it felt like, like my life was evolving parallel to Mark's. Like as, you know, my wife and I got married, it felt like not long after that, suddenly Mark is proposing to Eve and then they're planning to get married. And then right around the time uh, Grayson was born was when like there's the whole time jump thing where he misses some of Tara's childhood oh, and all oh, of that. Man. Everything Perfect. was just like hitting super hard. And, and it that made it, I think, so that that Tara became like one of my favorite characters, all of her stuff when she's little and she's just super snarky and like Mm. arguing with her little robot teacher and things like that. So great. Yeah. Some of them, some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Nice. Favorite character. Wyatt hit me with it. Is that going to be a new thing? (laughs) Please don't make this a new thing. (laughs) It's done. It's done. Damn it. All right. Well, hit us with it. <laughs> uh, I mean, to go right off of what we were just talking about, other than like the the boring answer is to say Mark, but I he probably is my favorite because you see him grow so much over the series. But other than Mark, probably Tara. Like even though she doesn't get as much to do as maybe some of the other characters or or some of the villains, seeing her grow up and then having her be kind of like Mark's legacy going forward, where that final issue and she's the one fighting in the arena and then. And them having that line of the Viltrum right way and her being kind of the one, I don't know, she she just definitely, she grew in a way where she wasn't just like always in Mark's shadow, but she even like stepped beyond Mark as mm-hmm. well. So Yeah, yeah. she wasn't she, a clone of became, Mark, you know, she wasn't yeah, like, exactly. she was her own character, but she was, yeah. she was such a perfect like combination of Eve's personality and Mark's personality. And then she just grew into her own in one issue. In one yeah. issue. If you would have asked me a year ago, like even after like one, I read 144, I don't know if I would have said that Tara was one of my favorite characters, but something happened within the last year of that final issue coming out, just mm-hmm. dwelling on it and thinking about her as a character. She's all you think about in She's that all issue. I think about. That, me too. She, like, She's she is one about. of the best characters by yep. far. I think and I always think of that that shot of her in the arena and yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt, it doesn't hurt that Kirkman told us that that was the the image that he always wanted to get to when we asked him about like mm-hmm. what did like where were you going when you were writing the end and he said I always had a picture of Tara standing in an arena like Coliseum facing off against something being the Viltrum champion and being the and champion like, that, like yeah. that is such a good, yeah even oh. outside of issue 144 though what I like about Tara is that at a time where every character that you see in the comic is super powered or like you know special she was like the innocence of the end of Invincible. She was oh, yeah, that innocence totally. that, that, you know, was coming up in a family. She was she was the child until we obviously we get Marky toward the very, very end. Um, yeah. That's what I always loved about Tara. Yeah. And and even off of that, kind of what you were saying with um, Tara really kind of changing in the final issue and making you care about her, I could even say the same about Marky even. Like leading up to the final issue – I kind of felt like, man, this is such a like loose end, and it feels like they need way more time to tie that up with the story, and we've barely gotten any any story with him, and that's Mark's son. But all of the stuff that you get with him on Earth for that first half of the issue, just trying to kind of live up to 
to his father's legacy and everything. And then the little glimpses of you see him of him after they do the time jump where you can see that him and Mark have kind of fought and things like that mm-hmm. made me so much more interested in his story, too. Like he's he's such a complicated character as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to transition now over into your thoughts of Invincible and its future. Uh, okay. How do you feel about the the movie currently and the live action? Are you concerned? Are you worried about it? Like, what do you want to see in the movie? And then we're going to talk more about the animated series after that. Hit us with. Yeah. It. Don't don't no, I... don't don't do it. You had a you had a choice, Bill. You could have taken the. I've chosen. I've chosen wrong. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna wait. I hope in the next Oblivion Song podcast we slip in. The, hit us with. It. Just ran. Oh, it's, it's forever ingrained in the podcast. Hit me with the previously on. <laughs> we have to change everything we rewrite everything all right go um so i i think i <laughs> i think i have very similar like thoughts to what you guys have expressed where i'm the most confident of the animated series that that feels like it feels like a slam dunk like i feel like yeah. that especially with the cast that they've announced that they can just it's going to be really hard for them to mess that up. It feels like mm-hmm. the live action movie definitely feels like I'm more nervous about it, but I'm, I'm excited to see what they decide to do and hopeful that it's going to succeed just because even if the animated series is a hit and it's great, I know that it won't get as many people on board and, and talking about invincible as a live action movie would, where that would spread I think even further and make it even more popular and get it to more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, at the same time, that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. But I, yeah, I'm definitely I'm curious more so about the live action movie just to see how they handle the costume with the goggles, how they handle casting, how they handle just it versus how familiar everyone is with superhero movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the movie i hope that it's great i hope that we end up getting you know a series of movies it's like that it's the next mcu and we're 20 films into the invincible universe in 10 years but i told you guys uh, like uh, over a year ago i had a dream that we were in the theater for a movie and a battle beast spin-off teaser played oh man that's the world that's the the invincible universe that would be incredible yeah if it, what I don't want to happen, I would rather the Invincible movie die right now before it has a lot of like, you know what I mean? Before it's, a th- I don't want it to like be like forced. Like they have to do, they have to just because they announced it and they have to kind of work on but it. Usually and when that kind of thing like, happens, it's it's changing hands, it's changing companies and mm-hmm. directors and it's rewritten. It's It goes through a kind of production hell. I don't and want, it, but I don't want that. But I'm saying that's what happens and it hasn't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not concerned yet. Like I know that it's 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 you know taking its time, mm-hmm. but I don't think I there, I don't think we have reason for concern yet. I just it feels like to what why what you said like it like the show is livened up like it feels like everyone's really behind it like everyone's mm-hmm. like this fucking show man yeah. and I yeah. mean I agree a movie is super mainstream but you can have an issue where like it's it's such a small release and it flops that it ruins yeah. What, invincible is you know while the show i mean think about shows now with streaming streaming services like stranger things yeah i mean that's that's it's it's interesting because why you were you said that like the animated series 
might not hit as hard and make as much of a cultural impact as a movie would. And it's funny because all this time I've been thinking that this animated series is going to be like a Stranger Things where everybody's going to be talking about it. But I it could be like Castlevania. I never thought Where it's kind of a niche, like the Castlevania, the rated R animated thing that it it's reviewed really well. It's get, it got but no one the, watches the second it. season. No, right. I think it does well. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's not... Talked it's not about, talked about that right? much. I don't. I don't mean. It's to be not negative. a household name. I don't mean to be negative. Here we go. Here we go. Hit us with it, TJ. It's on Amazon Prime. It's not on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, Amazon I is big. Amazon's now, man. getting bigger. It, it is getting, getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Yep. But like, name an Amazon Prime show that's like as big as Stranger Things. Like, Marvelous Miss Maisel like is that. huge. That's a that's a big show. It, it, they do. Jack Amazon, Ryan. Yeah, Amazon never, does have its it series. That, is that that big? Yeah, dude. Like, people know it. Just I'm be, not saying people aren't going to know about the show, but have any of us watched it? Just, just because I was just going to say, just because we haven't watched it and you specifically haven't watched it, does not mean that it's not big. But I don't. I'm not seeing like. I think you guys are expecting like hot topic to be selling like invincible stuff. I don't think it's going to be they, like that. They will. They will. I think that they will once the movie comes out. Like why it is saying that's going to be a more cultural impact than the animated series. No, there's One Punch Man stuff one that One Punch Man is an anomaly. You can't you can't don't put that expectation on Invincible. One Punch Man is not popular. If I ask anybody who One Punch Man is they're like what's that? Go to any con and tell me if any any comic con and tell me if One Punch Man. So is you're not you're saying that this, are you kidding me? You're saying that sorry that we're like we're hijacking. We're squabbling. This is, this is, this is squabbling. No, you're fine. This you're you're telling me that the same audience that that loves go One Punch Man is not going to also be the the same audience that invests time in Invincible show. I think it's possible, but there's also a very different um, audience out there that is strictly for more anime style stuff. But there's mm-hmm. also people out there that are more into superhero stuff. That audience right. is going to get both. But we're talking, so, we're specifically talking about like my mom. Like my mom watches Stranger Things and she knows about it. But my mom probably wouldn't know. She doesn't know what One Punch Man is or what Castlevania is. You know, but a, yeah, my I'm mom thinking, would know what it is. I'm expecting, I'm expecting it to be things? somewhere in between. I'm expecting mm-hmm. it to be somewhere in between the Castlevania and the Stranger Things of the world. Where, mm-hmm. I mean. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think it's probably going to fall there, too. I think a lot of it will depend on really how well executed it is. And if it if it is just really well done, like we think it's going to be, and it starts to spread just word of mouth, like, yeah, my my you know, my dad probably not going to log on to Amazon and just see Invincible animated series. I'll check that out. But if yeah. he hears me and a bunch of other people talking mm-hmm. about it, and he's seeing headlines about it, he'll be like, okay, I'll give this a try. And then I think it'll, I think you're right. I think it's not going to maybe hit as hard as something like Stranger Things where everyone has Netflix and it's live action. So it's maybe a little more familiar to people to jump right into. But I think it'll, it'll hopefully, since the story is so great and since it seems like the cast is so great, I think that it'll hopefully do better than just your average animated series premiering on yeah. on a stream service. Yeah. All it takes is is like a Facebook post to go viral. You know what I mean? And, and people be like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" And and spike just a little bit of interest. Mm-hmm. I think I I'm gonna agree with you, Ryan. That I mean, you you brought up Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be maybe as popular as that. But my what I'm saying from my own expectations is that if I were to go out into the world and talk to Household every name. single person that i know mm-hmm. every every nerd mm-hmm. that i know that's like us i bet none of them are watching to be fair movie. though to be fair this is going to have the kirkman name on it and the last thing True. that did that was the walking dead which mm-hmm. is a phenomenon right now Except so I, it's gonna the be ratings are at well low, what about that movie he did no one watched that shit what air <laughs> air no one watched that, that shit. was skybound that wasn't kirkman i 
Yeah. It's true. Uh, but anyways, the, yeah, uh, I, I think that is going to make a big difference that it has Kirkman's name on it. And that's, that's one of the reasons that I'm a little more optimistic about the movie is that it, but he waited so long until even announcing that they have partnered with somebody to make the movie. Like when walking dead was at its peak, when it was in the first few seasons or whatever, I feel like he could have easily said like, and I'm doing an invincible movie. Come see it. I'm finding somebody and they're going to make it. The fact that he waited so long to even start on that because clearly they're still in the early stages gives me the feeling, or at least the hope that whatever Seth Rogen is doing and the way that they pitched it to him was a way that won him over of saying like, okay, this is how you make it work live action. This is how yep. they've figured out how it works live action. So now we can go forward with it. Cause okay. I feel like otherwise that, sh- that should have been an easy, like, Oh, I I'm super successful because of the walking dead. I'm going to make my other big name project like into just a successful thing. Let's go cash that in. And it seems like he waited intentionally. So, so yeah, hopefully that's remember- about that too, is that like the movie, I mean, Robert Kirkman's name is not going to be what sells the Invincible movie. Maybe a little, but Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, That's, their names are going to sell that, that movie. It's huge, and I mean, it's not yeah. it's not an independent studio either. It's right. Universal. Like we have we have a there's a lot of positives in our corner. It's mm-hmm, not. Um, and I remember uh, a while ago Kirkman saying that uh, Seth Rogen is you know and Evan are the right people for the job. That they are fans of the series. That they actually pitched him something, and said that this is what kind of story it is. And Kirkman was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I can't wait right. till years from now we could find out what that pitch was. Like, what is it? Like, how did how did Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg interpret Invincible into, like, a no-brainer of a movie? Right. So we'll see. But back to the animated series. Um, I don't know how much we're going to talk about it, but you last episode we were talking about kind of our outlines for right. how we want to see the, the series... Uh, kind of go how many seasons and what we could see it happening and you said that you were gonna um uh actually email us about that because you had some ideas yeah absolutely so yeah i think i was tweeting back and forth to you guys too that once you were talking about how many seasons you thought the animated series could go i was like all right i want to figure this out and i was pulling my ultimate collections out and be like okay this could be a season and then you could do this as a season um so yeah i i started writing out what uh, I think five seasons of Invincible could work. Like how you could tell the story from beginning to end in five seasons. So the first season start with, I would say like within the first two episodes is when the fight with Nolan happens. Like the first episode maybe ends with him killing the the Guardians and then second episode ends with fight with Nolan. And then I would have like the season finale of season one would be Mark finding Nolan on... Thraxa, I think the planet was called, yep. where he finds Oliver, and then you have the big fight with the two other Viltrumites, mm-hmm. and so it could end on the cliffhanger of him telling Mark to read his books and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you could do season two would be like you could open with Angstrom attacking Debbie and baby Oliver back at the house. That would be like the opener to it. Have kind of Angstrom built up as the villain over that season, and then you could have that season end with. The Invincible War, because that was one of the things. The end that, of season what, two. Yeah, the end of season two could be like the Invincible War, because I always because it starts with Angstrom and ends with Angstrom. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So he would be like the main villain of season two, and I always felt like the Invincible War. I remember being so excited getting to that issue when I was binging through, and because there's all the little teases of like he's collecting all the other Invincibles, and then it's just one issue, and I wanted so much. I wanted it to last for five issues, so I yeah. love them to flesh that out into like the full finale and you could even like 
that could that season could end with the tease of conquest showing up since he shows up right after that would time out perfectly if that's the end of that season yeah and then you could even have like that last shot of the two of them flying towards each other as the season season three would open with the conquest fight uh and then you could have have that season be you know do a little bit of world building with dinosaurus and robot um and then have the final episodes of season three be the Viltrumite War. So I would that season the, start like yeah. Conquest yeah. bookends that season. The Viltrumite season, if you will, for season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then season four would be you could open with like Mark breaking out Dinosaurus and you know being labeled a criminal, starting to work with him. Um, I would say that season probably would go all the way through like issue one hundred and do the death of Dinosaurus, and then maybe in the finale have Robot turn where he kind of takes over hmm. and Mark and Eve would leave Earth. So that's I think the only one that I have that's not really like bookended by the same thing, but you'd have like the surprise. No, of but I think robot. no, that's, I actually disagree. I think that's perfectly bookended because the whole point of him breaking out dinosaurs was because he was kind of becoming like he was straddling yeah. the line, the gray then, the gray line. And then at the end yeah. so, so your you, bookend you, is you the gray sp- line. And you spend a season building up dinosaurus I mean, it's not going to be the entire season. It should be, yeah. DJ. It should no, be. No. Um, and then he <laughs> dies at the end. And then I think, I think, season four ending with like robot mm-hmm. like killing everybody and taking over would the be death of Angstrom Levy would be fucking awesome. Yeah. like yeah. would be fucking awesome. Tell us yeah. about season five, please. And then season five could be Mark and Eve. Like you could open with Mark and Eve. They're trying to live on Telescria. But you could, the same way the comic does, intercut that first episode with Battle Beast versus Thrag. So you still have like the big mm-hmm. battle opening the season. Mm-hmm. And then I would even say, as much as I like, I would hate to say to skip over anything. Of the one thing I would skip, I'd probably skip Reboot. That I don't know if that works as wow. like a... Ooh, but Terra story. aged. Terra aged yeah. five years. You go from zero to five in an issue, yeah. which is kind of the point. Yeah. So maybe maybe not then. Maybe you could you know still what? have that in there. You could literally do this? reboot in an episode. I was just about to say. How about reboot? Yeah. How about reboot is one episode. Oh, it would yeah, be three. that would work. No that would yeah. be one. Yeah, that would work. I just it... always saw. I saw that arc as it was odd to like reboot right before going into the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it it was in its own way. It was nice to sort of look the back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I that I got that so much from like the final couple issues. It was all about you know the callbacks to Mark's dad talking to him and things like that. Uh, but yeah, season five, them living on Telescria, um, and then have like the final four episodes or so be the whole end of all things arc. I think that is really good. I actually really mm-hmm. like that. I uh, I feel uh, the only thing I, I I still can't wrap my head around is. Is it the first the, two? The Nolan fight. In yeah, two the ish, first in two. two. Episodes. Yeah, the first. Yeah. The first two. Because I tried, I tried figuring out like how I would do it, and I just went with like, we we had talked about like how many we would try and like how many we would try and do and everything like that, and I was gonna try and do, like, like how can I stretch it to ten seasons? Can I can I cram it into two or three? And I was just like, you know what? Let me just see what comes naturally. And I just started like typing it out, and it ended up being seven seasons. Okay. Wow. No way. That's You're way still too thinking it's a lot. <laughs> nothing. I told you this. Nothing can change my mind. It's going to be three seasons. Wow. It's no going to be three. All right. Mine's. I, I'm real quick. Just kind of like seven seasons. Or oh, seven okay. Seasons. All right. Wow. Man. No. It's, it's, gonna be, it's just going to. No. It'll be real quick. <laughs> season one. Season one. I actually broke out into like episodes, and then 
all the other seasons is just like just this, start finish. Just this. start finish. <laughs> starts with ends with. Starts with ends with. Yeah. Uh, season. I like that. Yeah. Season one. Uh, starts with high school first episode getting power and stuff like that. Ends with, um, or middle of the episode. So around mm-hmm. if there's eight episodes, the fight with Nolan is uh, the Game of Thrones effect. That is the, the penultimate. That is kind of like six. Okay. Seven is the aftermath. Eight is uh, the Angstrom fight with all the Maulers. Okay. Season two is Nolan, the other planet, uh, and the fight with Angstrom, Africa. Uh, season three, Oliver growing up, Conquest. Ooh, how does season two end? I, you just want the. I thought you wanted Spitfire. Okay. <laughs> season three is Oliver growing up, uh, Ang, uh, Angstrom, Invincible War, and ends with Conquest. Season four, Viltrumite War, end with Dinosaurus. Season five starts with Dinosaurus. Ends with uh, uh, Robot and Mark and Eve le- leaving. Six is all Telescria, a lot of Alan. Uh, end with Reboot and the Time Jump. Season seven, end of all things. Let me tell you the facts of it. Season, <laughs> season one is going to end with issue 60, The Viltrumite War. Season two is going to end oh my with God. issue 112, Robots Takeover. So, TJ. And the death of Cecil. So, and let's season three is going to be the end. Let's of talk more about this because. Let's go. Because you and, here. Because I think, <laughs> you, I think you and Wire are on the same page because both of you are saying that the Mark Nolan fight is going to happen within two episodes, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. You disagree with that, Bill? I used to, but I'm thinking now, like, I, 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 I think the season five. The five seasons work. Maybe you could even do four. Um, seven's too much. Three's not enough. Five. And I honestly, I like why it's way more than I like my own. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to offend you on our own podcast and say I really like because you've Wyatt's. never done that before. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the whole point is to try and do it right. You're an idiot. Yeah, like, as much as possible. Thank you. But I, I feel like if if you like for for an hour long episode show eight eight episodes. There's so much that you can just breeze over because it's uninteresting to people who know what a superhero movie is. Mm-hmm. Mark's in high school. What would you do? Like, you don't have to build. All I feel that like the really... first episode he should graduate high school. Yeah, like I, I like, like, and it's it's some college in the first season. Other than that, no, in no the first season. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me for just sure. clarify here. I'm not saying it's three seasons because I want it to be three seasons. No, I know. I want it to be more. I'm saying it's three seasons because pause for effect. That's what it's gonna be. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> oh, I don't know, TJ. Yeah. I I think that you that you could be right. I I wonder how they'll handle that. Yeah, I don't know. I I wonder if they're if they're going into it thinking that it might be only three seasons. Because if if it is, I hope that they at least will do that so we can get to the Viltrumite War, so we can get to Robot taking over, so we can get to all that great later issue stuff. My like my biggest fear would be that they go into it thinking that they might get five or seven seasons and they only get three and then we end season three with like conquest showing up like mine would be or something like that where mm-hmm. and then we don't get any more of it but well the thing yeah with, i think it's possible that it, could is, be it could be three seasons but i disagree with what you're saying just because it's three seasons doesn't mean they have to cram everything into it i don't think it would be crammed though uh, think of like one hour long episodes yeah like, but then at the but in the alternative did you watch did you finish umbrella academy no, I didn't. Did you finish all. it, Bill? I'm still. I still have one. The last episode to go. Really? I have not Did you watch it, it White? I haven't yet. No. Okay. The Umbrella Academy. I I finished it. It was cool. It was all right. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was just okay. Love the first episode. I'm not um, the first episode. I disagree with what you were saying, though. I think they were all equally boring and interesting. 
all the way through from the beginning <laughs> to end. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like it was like you were saying that it started off really good and then got slow. Right. I just I think that it was all slow just, it and was, boring. Well, but interesting. But yeah, it was still interesting. I liked it. Um, but anyways, <laughs> that is ten episodes or nine. Nine. Nine episodes, all of them almost an hour long. Let's mm-hmm. just say nine hours. That is the first volume and some of the second volume. I think they said. Each, I think it's a total of like 10. Hold on. Actually, we got somebody wrote in to the podcast on Twitter. Uh, RD Sraka. I don't know. Uh, Twitter names. Uh, they say, did you guys check out Umbrella Academy? Not my favorite book, but read it last month just to get finished uh, before the Netflix series. 12 issues, uh, which was 10 hours of TV. Remixed the two volumes, added a lot of quiet moments and more character backstory. Heard you talk about plotting the Inv- uh, Invincible Amazon series last episode and made me wonder how they could slow down Invincible in the same way. So, 12 episodes, 10 hours. Well, my seat, the way, the way I... That's the opposite it, of what we're saying. Right. The way I'm putting it together, though, they mm-hmm. wouldn't have to slow it down. Just stick to the material. But it, Umbrella Academy doesn't feel slowed down. You need those character moments to make it like... I. I could totally see them doing the Nolan fight in two episodes, but I think there needs to be more character development between the two to make you feel that fight. If that happens at the end of the first episode, then it's like, is it, does it feel earned? Like, does it, like the whole lead up about like killing the the guardians, like he's going to kill the guardians in the same. The first episode of every single show has to tell you what it's about. Mm -hmm. And it's about a boy whose dad is like turns on that's his origin story it's going to be the, the first and second episode it's not about I don't first know, episode I, one with all right the guardians. Here, here's, I, here's I, an ex- it's an oh, go ahead why uh, yeah, I, I can see what TJ is saying is that, well, one, the, I think the reason I put it that way too is that there are like so many shows where I've started one episode or even two episodes and just been like, nah, I don't need to keep going. That it makes me think that they would want to get to, mm-hmm. even in that first episode, at least have the have the moment where you see Nolan kill the Guardian that's what we just talk, so that people will be like, what we what, what's about. going on here? And that, so getting to that quicker, I agree that giving it more episodes, giving it more time would make that even more impactful if you've spent six episodes with this family and you feel like they're this per- picture-perfect family and mm-hmm. he's just this good dad. But I, I, I agree. I think they're going to want to, in those first two episodes, get you Hooked. having that oh my gosh moment that because i know a lot of times even when i've introduced the comic to my friends and they'll be like yeah i read the first four issues or so and i'm like just keep going get get to issue yeah. like mm-hmm. seven or eight or nine like keep going six, no that's a good that's a good point six episodes to build up like how much you're supposed to like a character so you're like whoa i'm really invested in this character six hours okay mm-hmm. now Let's say, for instance, I think you okay. I mean, Iron Man kills the Iron Guardians Man. at the end of Iron the Man. first. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tony Stark. That was an hour and a half long movie, right? Mm-hmm. Did you care about Tony Stark? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was an hour and a half long. No, you're right. You you learned about Pepper Potts. You learned about Tony Stark. You learned about Happy. You learned about all these fucking characters, Rhodes, everybody, and you cared about all of them. And it was done in an hour and a half. You can you can yeah. make somebody like a character with one scene. Yeah. It does not have to be six hours of buildup to them make you be like no like that's that's detrimental because it makes people like come on let's fucking go where are we going with this which is what umbrella academy did i was like all right i already like this character can i see now more stuff that's interesting go forward Hmm. So mm-hmm. four years from now, when we're all watching the season, and we're still on this episode, <laughs> the, the series finale, finale, you can all say, "Damn, TJ, TJ was right. right." Or when we're watching episode six, and we're like, "When is Nolan gonna kill the Guardian?" Yeah, like when is guys? When is Shane gonna die? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, all right. I think we got to wrap it up because we've been yeah, going for that, a little I mean, bit. We could continue episode to go forever and ever and ever and ever, and ever but, you know. Um, thank you very much for chatting with us, Wyatt. And again, thank you so yeah. much for all the music you've supplied to us and allowed us to use. It's it's huge. All it's, the all the topics and content for us to talk about, you're, you regularly write in, and, and we you appreciate know, to, that. Yeah. To us and the, the Oblivion Song Podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. I mean, it's I genuinely look forward to the podcast whenever they're coming out. It's It's always something that I'm excited to listen to and, and write into. And, and thank you guys for, for promoting my music as much as you do. I know I've gotten plenty of, of clicks and listens onto the SoundCloud and all of that stuff because of you guys promoting it when you do. I feel like I'm getting, getting free ad space on your podcasts <laughs> all the time. So thank you guys. And, and thank you for having me on. It was a blast talking. Cool. Thanks, man. See you later. Awesome. Thanks, man. See ya. Bye. All right. We're back. Now we are going to go on to the reread continue our reread of the entire invincible series with let's see what are we on starting with page one <laughs> all the way to issue 40, uh, this would be issue 36 through 41 yep trade paperback volume eight my Titled, favorite my favorite martian which is again another tv show i never saw this tv show but I remember the remake. Do you remember the movie that came out? Yeah, it wasn't good. It was wasn't my favorite good. Martian with Christopher Robin... Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Oh, Christopher Robin Lloyd. Williams played the original. Wait, no, no. that wasn't. That was Mick and Morty. Uh, Mick, yeah. Mick and yeah, yeah. Are you not sure? Morty. Not what did one Mick. Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Mick and Morty. Wow, that was hard. That's, that's, Rick, that's, that's Rick and Morty. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So my favorite Martian. And thirty-six, right? This Ugh. was like. One of my favorites for obvious reasons. It was it I, was like it was Rex Blodes fucking like I like last volume I said was one of my favorite volumes by far. Volume seven. I love all the Africa stuff. All like all that stuff's incredible. That's the Angstrom and everything like that. Mm-hmm. This one could have beat it. Yeah. But I think that the first half is a little is not as good as the second half. There's a lot of drama. I yeah, think you're crazy for thinking this volume even comes close to the last one. What? Really? You're you crazy. Didn't, you didn't do the reading, Bill. You the only you, the only reason why is for obvious reason, and it's at the end of the fucking volume. But this is six issues, and the bottom three are incredible. The top three right. are just okay. They're good. Yeah. Rex explode. That's all you need to know. There also, but even everything else that's going on in that issue also, is awesome. Art wise, there are a lot of iconic. Yes. Like splash pages yes. in just this trade paperback alone. Mm-hmm. A lot of big like splash page art. All right, so issue thirty six, cool cover. I always liked this one with Mark standing there with the um, Rhiannon jumping up through the floor. I know why. You I know. know I know why I don't like per se this because I just didn't like this this arc. This this the first three I issues. Didn't well, like... Let's not talk about specifics until we get there. We're we're here. It's, it's all right. It's about the Rhiannon. I just didn't like the reoccurring like. Mystery of the Reanimate and and my thing I mean? is that and D. A. Sinclair I being to, bad and stuff. I wanted I to know. look up when D. A. Sinclair was first introduced and when Rick was kidnapped because it was like three trades ago, four trades ago. Like it was yeah, a the, long the time ago. They were in like volume one. Well, yeah, the Reanimate. You're right. Yeah. So it 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 was a long time coming. I remember it even got to the point where William was like, "Dude, you know our friend Rick. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Like he's still missing." I feel like this should have been sooner. Right. Yeah. Like it. it was a yeah, little. Yeah. This. This. This story isn't, in my opinion, good enough for what just mm-hmm. 
has been happening. And a peek behind oh the... Oh my god, uh, I think that this is some of the best Invincible. And, and really the Reanimate mystery stuff? Uh, maybe not so much of that, That's but what like... I'm talking this, about. Uh, this era. Like, D.A. Sinclair is awesome, and he, he's such a big part I agree, of TJ. I just think that it took too long to get here, and even by the time we were here... It was like three issues of the reanimate where it but was like. But were you waiting for the reanimate? You know what I mean? Like it, it's not like oh it t- took too long. That's no. what makes Invincible so good. It's no. like they'll tease something and then they'll fucking sit on it for a year. But I was given the reanimate after so much awesome stuff that I'm just like oh yeah. It, and it was like, good though. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's good. Um, but... this is this might sound weird, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna point it out. But we didn't. As of where we're talking now, we're recording this part before talking to Wyatt, and I'm only bringing that up because I have a feeling I, I'm I'm probably going to be talking about the Reanimen in our because we're going to be talking about the animated series. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, so page one, it starts out with Rex Blood in the uh, in the locker room talking to Bulletproof Black Samson's there. He's talking about um, how. Uh, immortal he can't believe that immortal and duplicate are getting married mm-hmm. and he's like he's like you know black Sa- or i'm sorry bulletproof was talking about how you know all she wants to do is like have or he was like all they want to do is have sex like i'm surprised immortal would choose her and he's like isn't that what you saw in her and he's like no no if i were to marry somebody it would have to be someone like eve and he's mm-hmm. like yeah but you screwed that up too like he's rex Bullet's feeling a little lonely i think yeah i think he's getting a bit of a He's jealous um, of other people's relationships. He's getting a bit of a conscious? Is that the right word? Conscience. Conscience? Right. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the right word. I don't even know if that's it. I just think that yeah. he's I think he's seeing, I think he's I think he's seeing, I think he's feeling he's, guilt about the way that yeah, he's yeah. treated he's, others. He's, yeah, he's guilty and he's lonely and he's like, "Oh shit, maybe I screwed up." Karma. He's he's feeling the karma. You know what I mean? I Where can see the that, way that he's treated people and how he's he's mm-hmm. had all these opportunities before anybody else, and he's blown them all. Yeah. So the second and third page is the splash page of the, I think, the most iconic image of Invincible, like, ever. Yeah. Of him in the air with this... Um, this was originally his, done as a poster. And yeah. Kirkman wanted uh, Otley to incorporate it into the, into the book. Hmm. Um, we were at your house recording yeah. Oblivion Song, and I just happened to... I was curious. I was looking at this page, and I remember we talked to Robert Kirkman on the podcast uh when when he came on for issue f- or episode 50 and he talked about how we talked about how it, invincible kind of sort of t- t- like lives in baltimore they hint at it a lot and so i was curious so i pulled out my phone and i looked at the google maps and like kind of zoomed and tilted around the skyline for baltimore and this exact these exact buildings line up perfectly like these this is the baltimore skyline yeah that's cool so yeah, uh, uh, Mark stops in, sees William. William says, yeah, hey, I've got a plan. We're going to find Rick. Um, then, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, we've got Doc Seismic attacking with the Magmites. We know that he broke out uh, of prison because of the, um, or that he's alive and he's now breaking out of prison because of the, um, what was that called? Oh, I can't think of the name. It was at the end of last trade. It wasn't team up. It was what event? Yeah, there was about? that that comic, that tie-in comic with Fire Breather and Shadowhawk. Oh yeah, Doc Seismic was in that. Was he in the back of it? Yeah, it was how. Shoot, grab volume seven, TJ. I'm, it's, it's bothering me. It should be just drop all of those oh, pins on the floor. Cool. Did Jason cool. Howard do it? It's right there on the yes. Jason Howard did the art, right? No. Oh my gosh, sorry. 
Yes, it's that did, right there. Did Jason Howard did. No, no, that's not Jason Howard. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It, it clearly is. is. Yep. I met him the at pact. C2E2 too. Jeez, the pact. Oh yeah, Jason Howard. That's what. Yeah. That's who else. That's I met awesome. Him at C2E2 too. He was very cool. He did a did Damian see Wayne any, uh, Robin for me. Did you see any uh, original Invincible art or Wolfman art? I mean, no, he didn't have any. He didn't have any. No. Really? No. That's surprising. I like, think he, is... he gave all. Uh, he sells a lot of it through a I distributor. Feel, uh, yeah. I put like Wolfman, so, in, Astonishing Wolfman number one in front of him for him to sign. He goes, "Wow, this is an old one." And really? I'm like, Dude, I like you have no idea. I, like I told him who we were and everything about and how we like, did that. Like, we a, that we did like four episodes. He's like, "Oh, thanks for so much for doing that." He's like, "That's awesome." He's like, "I loved this book when I when I was doing it." He said, "This book was so much fun." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And watching his progression. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. is just as crazy as watching, like, Otley's progression. It's yeah. so cool. It's almost, like, you wouldn't know by looking at Wolfman that, oh, I know. like, Cemetery Beach is him. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Like, looking at, vol- or even just issue one of Wolfman and the last issue. It's, oh, that's true, yeah. Like, yeah. huge. Um, so, yeah, they fight the Magmites. Um, this is also where Shapesmith, um, Becomes... like, joins the team in a way. Yep. Um, capturing Doc Seismic. Um, let's see. Uh, they try to investigate, uh, or well, um, I always want to call him Gary, and that's Will. the thing too. William, why, William. And, uh, you, I always, I always want to call him Gary, and that's how it's always been. And in this trade, I found out why I always want to call him Gary. Why? Because there's another character named Gary that reminds me of him. William? You no. get William and Gary? I mixed? always want to call him Gary. I don't get him mixed. The characters mixed up. Yeah. But I always want to call him Gary. And that's not funny. Huh. Uh, I've done that on past podcasts. Really? I'm like Gary? Gary? Every time. Every time. <laughs> Gary? I don't know why. So yeah. yeah, the plan that William has is that he's going to pretend to be a homeless person because the reanimant have been kidnapping the homeless people. Um, so he pretends to fall asleep on a bench and actually falls. And asleep. then actually falls asleep. I love and that. Principles there, like you know. Yeah. yeah, I love that sequence though, where he's like, "Don't you fall asleep now?" And then mm-hmm. it cuts to like Mark yelling at him. He's like, "You fell asleep, didn't you, dude? You're totally asleep. You're such a loser." And then it's just one hour later, and Mark's drooling and sleeping. Yeah, I. I mean, we talked about it last trade. This. This is like when Otley really found his stride. The art is so good right now. I yeah. love this yeah. era of Invincible. It looks so cool. Sure enough, a reanimator comes in and picks up William and <laughs> he's carts so him off. stupid. I love it. He's being kidnapped by a reanimator right now. <laughs> he's like and he's smiling and he's still acting. He's like, "We hit, going for a ride, whatever." Like acting like a drunk hobo and gives him like a little like winky face. Invincible. It feels a lot different than later invincible doesn't it where it's a little bit more goofy a little bit more it's so goofy kind yeah. like not not it's feel good this is kind of the feel good even mm-hmm. though i mean crazy stuff happens it's kind of the more feel good era of invincible mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's uh, nothing really dark about later heavy i guess right well if i were talking feel good but their friend was literally just kidnapped and chopped up and turned into a robot yeah but yeah. it's the difference of like the stakes are light and yeah. then the stakes get heavier and heavier and heavier. That's and heavier. true, yeah. But the tone doesn't get darker. Mm-hmm. It just the stakes get heavier. That's the difference. Invincible comes in to save them, and they kind of beat the shit out of them. Like, they put up a really good fight. And especially in comparison to, like, what we know Invincible can do at this point. Mm-hmm. They beat the shit out of them. They're really yeah, strong. But, I mean, Invincible holds back because he sees that it's Rick. Right. So he's he's not trying to, like, Kill fight and destroy these things. He's yeah. trying to just kind of, you know... Yeah, so one of the reanimators, like right. you said, is is Rick Sheridan that was captured. This is, whenever I think of the way, like, issues end and, like, cliffhangers and stuff, for some reason I always think of this one because it's, like, my least favorite cliffhanger. 
I don't know why. Hmm. We're talking about a, a lot of least favorites in your in like your favorite volume. I didn't say this was TJ. I'm you saying said I said the first half was. I didn't care for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said last one was, and you said that this, this one, one was might, close. This one's close, but the first half drag it down. I think. No. I actually don't. But yeah, I, I like this ending. D.A. Sinclair's about to uh, experiment on William, and William's like, uh, any minute now, my friend's going to help me out. Any minute now. Uh, the covers, though, in this in this trade. But the ending, I think, is warranted Yeah. for what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Because they, they make you think, like, oh, Invincible's going to pop in at any second. Mm-hmm. But, like, he doesn't. Not Yeah, not, like, right, right away. away. Yeah. Um, I, so, I always loved this scene with Robot and Amanda. This is issue... 37. 37. There's an okay cover. Him punching a reanimator. Okay, I love it. It's almost it's, it's almost 3D. Like, the, I want this to be, like, lenticular or something. I want to be able to... All the moving Lenticular? Parts. Isn't that like the, the ones where... Like the iPhone screen that... Where it moves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where if you scratch yeah. it, it makes, like, a weird noise. Yes, that. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I've always liked this... Uh, the scene with them trying to buy tickets. Rex and, or, um, not Rex. Not like Robot Rex. Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Monster Girl. Amanda. Amanda. They're too young to get into an R-rated movie. Uh, so he kind of tricks, he tricks the guy selling, selling the tickets, which is good. So they get in and now they're kind of going on their first date. Mm-hmm. First date on a very little very long relationship very long there's a science dog poster in the background too for a movie yep yep cool so rick is scared because or or, um shit william is scared there he is because he's actually gonna get cut up by this guy and, and invincible finally pops through and he does get cut oh yeah i didn't really notice that he does kind of cut his neck oh yeah look he's got blood on his neck yep and blood on the knife well, and invincible pops through. Um, and he he in, uh, D.A. Sinclair injected William with something that would keep him from moving. It paralyzed him. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he's Mark immediately frees him and he's like, all right, get out of here. Get out of here. And William's like, uh, and he's stuck to the thing. And he's and William hears Mark yelling at Rick. And so now William knows that Rick is there. And so he's freaking out about Rick. He can't move. Um Good scene, and I think what makes it better is knowing their relationship or mm-hmm. where it goes, yeah. right? Right, I'd yeah. say only because we know what's going to happen. That, does it yeah. make this even more emotional? Oh, I guess we get a, a, a kind of character moment here where D.A. Sinclair is, is confronted by Invincible. And, and he breaks his fucking jaw. And Invincible backhands him and busts his jaw off. Mm-hmm. Like this, crazy. And um when Cecil sto- stopped him. Yeah, when Cecil shows up, I mean he references Angstrom, right? Because he doesn't he say like mm-hmm. uh remember what happened control. last time you lost your te- last time you lost your temper? Yeah. You know, like so this is kind of planting those seeds of shadowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of what's to come. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna you know, the DA Sinclair is taken away along with um Rick by the Pentagon and Mark flies home. Uh, Principal Winslow wants to talk to him. This I like this too because he talks to him about you know how he's got so much going on. Your grades are slipping, and you know you're never making it to class. Um, and 
And then like Mark takes a moment, flies up above the campus, and he's just like, I've just got way too much crap going on in my life right now. I love overhead shots like this. Isn't that like, cool he's, looking? Like, in the air, and he's like looking down at the. Mm-hmm. It's it's so sim- simple, but like, it lo- it just feels the perspective cool. like, on it's there. awesome. Like it's it's cool. I I, like last time something like that came up was in G's like issue one, like thirty eight or something when they were Bill. I remember you pointed it out when they were fighting when Invincible Eve and they were fighting the kids and there was that um, crazy perspective shot looking oh, yeah. down. Yeah, it gives you yeah. like, heights. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Kind of like that. And this, there's there's Gary. This scene makes me uncomfortable. It makes me very, very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. So who's right? Who's wrong here? Amber hasn't done anything right or wrong. She hasn't done anything wrong. I disagree. She hasn't completely. It, it, even though they haven't done anything like physically, it's wrong for her to for her. It's disrespectful to Mark that he's even okay. So for people that aren't reading along with us. What's going on is uh, Mark Amber's studying studying with Gary. With Gary, uh, like a random guy that Mark doesn't know. Mm-hmm. They're alone in the in the dorm room, and Mark comes in and is like, "What's going on here?" Sure, Amber didn't do anything wrong, but I think it's disrespectful to Mark to have. But every time she Amber, has a friend over, she has to tell Mark. If it's a guy, like I think so. I think so. I think. How about this? If it wasn't in her dorm room, if it was at a library or something like that, would she? Be, would you feel the same way? Just hanging out with a, another if it was guy. A library. If there were other people around, absolutely not. That's no, that'd be fine. fine. That's perfectly fine. Which is what makes this scenario bad. Mm-hmm. You're 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 an adult for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes. I yes, feel you're like in whenever college. you even say the word dorm room, you just automatically go to sexual. But here's here's what I'm saying. So so Amber says, "Oh, it's, it must be my boyfriend throwing pebbles at the window. He does that to get my attention sometimes because he tapped on the window." And Gary says, um, "Boyfriend? Question mark. I'm not getting you in. I'm not getting you in trouble for being here, am I? He why didn't would, even know she had a boyfriend. Wh- but why yeah, would he? Right. Even, why would he even insinuate being? Oh, oh, because he knows that it's a t- t- situation that if, if that he shouldn't be in. Yeah, yeah. You Which don't is, put yourself in, unless unless the, and the unless reason, he is a pre-existing friend that Mark knows. Knew about. Yeah, that's fine. But this shit, this is fucking wrong. Which dude. is why I think that conversation, that argument they they get in, is so realistic and so warranted. Like mm-hmm. Mark is like, you have a random guy in your room. Mm-hmm. Imagine you. In a dorm room with an attractive woman, and Katie walks in. You're like, dude, I'm just studying. What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, oh with, my with God, a girl she'd that kill you. With a girl that she doesn't know. Like she doesn't know her at all. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. Ryan's getting uncomfortable just thinking about it. He's like, <laughs> no, I no, I, no. I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I call Katie. No matter what you've heard. Yeah. Uh, Mark goes to the Pentagon to check on uh, Rick and William. Um, they're in the white room. Cecil, Cecil shows him Rick. He's all messed up, but he will survive. He's just going to be part this robot. This is the first time he has been in the white room. No. Mark has. No, because he even says, like, oh, is this the that white room? The first time we see it is when, like, issue 12 or whatever, after the he gets I beat up. I took someone else into the white room to introduce it. To no, us. that was Mark. Was it Mark? Yeah. Because hmm. remember, they turn the lights on or off or whatever, and it's the immortal laying there. Like, you see that, and mm. it's a two-page spread. Mm-hmm. I believe. Why would her door be closed? Why wouldn't she say, "Hey, I have a boyfriend. Don't make it weird." Like we're literally just studying. Like th- this, this is a that situation. Sounds, that sounds like we cut in and cut out. No, I'm sorry. I'm just like I'm reading thoroughly now, and yeah. it's just like really bothering me. Mark is saying, "Would you have told him about me if I hadn't have shown up?" And she's like, "I'm sure it would have come up in conversation. I'm not trying to hide anything. Why wouldn't you just say it right off the bat?" Oh, I have a boyfriend. You know, I think. 
the big thing is it's the room. If they weren't in her room, I don't think it's that bad. But Agreed. I agree. Like, as he went into the room and sits down on the bed, she should be like, all right, just so you know, though. Why the fuck did she go out and meet him in the hallway? Why didn't she open up the door? Hey, Mark. Hey, this is this guy here and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She, like, goes out and closes the door behind him and stuff like yeah. that. Fuck you, Amber. It's malicious. I'm malicious. glad that. I'm glad well, that. Obviously, we know that. I mean, while she's not. She hasn't done anything wrong yet. Mm-hmm. She is kind of frustrated with what's going on with Mark. Right. So why can't she just admit that she put herself in that position because she was lonely and wanted yeah. male Because that never happens. I'm not talking that about never sex. never happens. You know what? People the, don't communicate the uh, way they on the, should. On the new reader with Brittany and Liz, yeah. Brittany hates Amber. Yeah. She hates her. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I don't... I, I never really understood why because I always kind of liked her. But now reading this shit, I'm like, I, I fucking agree with you. Well, this is Amber. where it starts to get bad, though. Yeah. But she never liked her. From no, the she never she did. always never, loved Eve. Because she always loved Eve, yeah. I never liked her, even the first time I read this. Like, I've never liked Amber. Yeah. I don't like how she... I understand it must be difficult dating a superhero like Mark, who's never, who's, who does can't, doesn't have the time to spend as much time as he should with her. But mm-hmm. you're dating a fucking superhero. You gotta have some, you gotta have that understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she didn't, she didn't have that understanding. Yeah. I didn't like that. I never really cared for him. Yeah, but just I because like she didn't because have that very... understanding doesn't mean she's a bad person or she was wrong. They tried. It didn't work. Mm, I don't know. She couldn't handle it. She didn't, she wasn't. She yeah. wasn't comfortable. I'm with not that. saying she's a bad with the, character. With the deal, she's a very real character. She's a very like she like she has, yeah, emotions. I I feel like this person could exist, no problem. But I just don't like her. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the this issue the ends with again. yeah. This issue ends with about. two big things. Uh, one, uh, uh, Amanda and Robot. Are officially um, dating. Oh yeah, are officially dating. She's excited that they get to grow old together, but. Um, or at least have a few years together before she gets too young. And then Robot's like, uh, actually, I've been working on something, and I think we have I have a, a fix for that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the issue ends with uh, D.A. Sinclair with his broken, wired-up jaw sitting in a cell, and somebody talking to him, saying that, oh, I'm actually impressed with your work. Um, I'd like to offer you a job. And it is uh, Cecil. He says the U.S. government would like to... Making the United States for, government would like to offer you a job. Mm-hmm. Making way for issue 50. Yep. And so, yeah, that was issue 37, uh, leading the way to 50. So that mm-hmm. was, yeah, planned in advance. Um, Telescria. Telescria. Next get issue. Cool cover. Issue 38 is the um, the NASA, uh, what was his name? Was it uh, Russ, Armstrong? Russ. 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 Wooten? I almost Russ said Wooten. <laughs> the... Russ Livingston. Russ Livingston. That's not Russ Livingston, though. Yes, it is. That's, is the, it? that's the real is Russ Livingston. That's the real one. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. Russ Livingston is Shape Smith, right? Yeah, Shape Smith is pretending He's to be Russ. Real Pretend- Russ right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it starts on Telescria. Uh, the last time we saw Alan, he got fucked up by some Viltrumites. Mm-hmm. He got fucked up. Yeah, and this is the first time we've seen him since, and he. Is Jack now. is now the Rock? Yep. So now th- this is where you kind of learn that as he gets injured, he heals much stronger than. And he, he was. could be as strong, if not stronger, than a Viltrumite with some training. Uh, he is told this by I want to say Argo. Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Argo. Argo is like the OG. The Viltrumite. OG. <laughs> right. Uh, Thaddeus. Thaddeus is this is the guy. I sound like. Uh, He's the leader of the coalition. Um, 
Go on, TJ. He's this the guy. This is the guy that I feel like they could easily do an Invincible prequel series. Interesting. With him as a main character. Just the whole uprising. He even talks about he was the first person who ever uprised, who um, ever, like, stood stood against uh, the Empire. Yeah. And he thought he was, like, an anomaly. He didn't think anybody else would follow him, but... It didn't go yeah, I'd like to see why and what happened for him to get to that, that point. Awesome that's that's cool, TJ. I never thought about that. Yeah. So he turns the page and he says, I am a Viltrumite. And this is when we find out that. And he pulls off a fake beard. Mm-hmm. Which, like, the the most telling point of, like, prove that you're a Viltrumite. He pulls off his beard and he's he's just got a mustache. Oh, clearly he's a because Viltrumite. Because I am a Viltrumite. And he, like, yells I, look it. At, I am a later, Viltrumite. Look at my mustache. Later in the series, there's a name for this. For this reveal. It was something like the... Uh, it was like the Tuck, the Viltrumite Tuck something. It's like Tuck something. I forgot what it was, but we'll get to it. Just remember mm. I said that. Okay. Question. So Viltrumites can't grow beard hair? Like they can only grow mustache hair? No, I think they can. I remember um, Nolan having one. Yeah. Nolan had a beard. Mm-hmm. And it's, Mark has no, had it's, a beard. It's it's They shave it because it's like, it's tradition for them. It's like they're an alien race. So they don't ever, they don't ever keep So why hair. didn't he just... Oh, beard. wait a minute. Does he ever put his beard back on? Yes. He, oh, it's his I was disguise. Gonna say, it's he just, disguise. I was going to say, if he just tore it off, then that'd be badass. Oh. <laughs> no, I was thinking that. He just rips the beard why, off. Why doesn't he have a fucking real beard, then? Why didn't he have a fake beard? You know, I, I, was I don't like that. that. Um, I have a hmm. feeling that Thaddeus is a Viltrumite. No. <laughs> he has a beard, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's not. <laughs> It would have been way. It would have been way cooler if he fucking tore that off. Like if it showed him tug and then yeah. like rip. Yeah. And then he's like, "Look at my mustache! Isn't it compelling?" <laughs> and he's just bleeding from the chin. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, man. Because <laughs> I, I am a Viltrumite. <laughs> but upon but uh, reading it the first time, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. But now I'm like, "What?" Well, I guess. I guess so. Like, but, I mean, he could have just shaved the mustache and just had neither. Now that you say that. Whoa. But I guess that's so against his culture that he doesn't want to go that far. But but covering up the fact that he's a Viltrumite by having a beard. I but guess I mean, works. He, he, go, he went against his entire, like, the whole culture of being a Viltrumite. There was nothing to be proud of in his eyes because he's def- he defected. True. So who cares if he has a mustache? Hmm. I don't know. This is one of those situations where I just I, I I picture Kirkman in my ear like just fucking move on, move on, <laughs> just just move on, please. Uh, all right, next is uh, Rick Sheridan talking to Donald. I still think about like when we interviewed him, we brought up the spaghetti monster. He's like, you guys talk about that all the time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Rick talking to Donald. Who uh, reveals that yes, he was in fact he does in fact uh, sympathize with him because he is also an android. He didn't know for years, and then you know, this is our first time rereading this after reading Brit and knowing how that happened to Donald and that he is in fact an android. So that was a cool scene, giving um, Donald some screen time. Um, <clears throat> then there's a lot of Amber uh, with her group of friends, and they start talking about how. Mark is like, why do you even like Mark? He's never around. It's really weird that he's never around. Um, and they tell her, like, you should just date that guy you like. And um, she shoots him down. She says that she's in love with Mark. Mark was actually outside for some of that. He, he, you know, him. he basically says, you know, I heard you say that you, wouldn't ever, you would never cheat on me. 
Um, they joke about how he doesn't actually have superhero, you know, super hearing. Um, and Mark apologizes for that little argument that they got in earlier. And um, she assures him that Gary is just a guy, a nice guy. He's he's there's nothing there. Um, and uh, then they Mark decides to go out with Amber and all of her friends. They go bowling, see a movie, grab some food and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, this is also where the Lizard League is introduced. Um, you know, like, hmm. I'll, the Lizard League. Mm-hmm. So, I, I feel like I always forget how much I like the Lizard King. And that might sound weird, um, but I, li- I like his character. I don't King know. King Lizard? Yeah, I think he looks really cool. I love his design. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like that he was in prison and um, Supreme Lizard tries to take control and the Lizard going. King just kills him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we haven't seen Oliver in a while. He is now... Uh, 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 what is that? Bill, how old is Oliver right there? Uh, He's four years he old. He says, okay, I love you, Mommy I, Debbie. I, um, was, I was three and now I'm no. four years old. No, I'd say he's probably five. About that age. I mean, but he's writing and, and like... Well, yeah, but he's super smart for right, his age true. and everything like that. Um, and... You just want to disagree with me. Mm-hmm. He's four. Four and a half. And at that mm-hmm. moment, deep in space, um, we see... Russ Livington. Yep. Livingston. Livingston. And all he, all, all he should be saying is what? He should only ever say one word. Soon. Yes. Soon. soon. <laughs> and that's it. He shouldn't have any other dialogue other than soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> soon uh all right amber uh, mark drops amber off at her apartment or her dorm um immortal and kate went and uh got married at a quiet wedding just the two of them they kind of bash rex a little bit oh man that's so brutal <laughs> it's so brutal what a, what a fucked up thing to, so i'm gonna say it Rex is congratulating them on their marriage. You know what I mean? It's a little awkward. Like, you, you couldn't have chosen a better girl, he says. You know what I mean? He goes, and then duplicates like, good, if you had never cheated on me. Well, no, she what says, the fuck? she says, that's sweet, Rex. If you'd shown me even a little bit of compassion while we were together, maybe we'd still be together. So, thanks for being you. <laughs> that's fucked up. That, so, is, a, that is a little... A little... So, he's this... congratulating them. No, 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 no. Yes. So, Rex congratulates him and her... For, you know, whatever. And I would be, if I were immortal, I'd be pissed if, like, my girlfriend or fiancé wife went up to her ex and said, maybe if you show me a little bit of compassion, we'd still be together. No, I I think that that was meant as a slap to the face, so he was probably Mm. like, yeah, fuck you. No, that would make me mad. Like, what the fuck? What do you mean you might still be together? No, you love me. There's no chance of a... And then she bashes Rex... So she, like, fucks... No, I don't think so. I don't I, take it like that at all. I think Immortal was like, yeah. Well, I mean... I know he didn't take it that way, but I would take it that way. that's his personality, and that's why they didn't work out. I don't know. I don't... I never took it that way. Hmm. Uh, then uh, Cecil shows up to interrupt the party and say, hey, there's a spaceship headed from Mars. Uh, and then this issue ends with... One of the best endings to an issue. I love this ending. It was very random. Which is why I which love is why it. It's good. Yes. I agree. I agree. Mark um, has been going through so much shit. He just kind of got, I mean, he, he got, I mean, Amber gave him blue balls essentially because he tried to go in and, mm-hmm. and, you know, 
spend the night Knock with her. Out. What was have some fun have times. Have some fun. Uh, and uh, and he's been going to... through a lot of shit. And he just shows up at Africa. He he never shows that he he never says he's gonna go there. Nothing else happens um, to show that this is gonna that that he's gonna do this. And they're not even talking about like anything serious. They're like, oh, your mom's okay. Like, oh, cool. And he yeah. says, oh, it only takes me a few minutes to get here. You know, I just figured I'd swing by. You want to come in? You want to grab something to eat? And she's like, oh, sorry to hear about what happened with your mom. And he's like, yeah, it all worked out. And then Eve and- just randomly kisses him. Whoa. Eve just randomly kisses him? Yeah. I love how you interpreted it that oh, way. Yeah. Eve, Eve randomly kisses. Because that's literally him. what they talk about. That's so They talk about they have that conversation in this volume. They're Tantris. like So you thought I kissed you, I thought you kissed me. I I always took it as she she kissed him. No, no, that is a mutual kissing there. Uh, I but don't the know. two panels the, reason the two why panels, I that, that pause where they both kind of like look at each other and then that splash page of them kissing, which is one of the best Splash pages. Look at Eve's butt. Look at Eve's butt. Look at, her, look at, look her at her. Mark's butt. Oh, wow. It's very, like, <laughs> like, it's got, like, a point to it. Fit. Oh, it's He's... an angle. It's his hip. <laughs> um, But the reason why I always took that is because Eve is, has always, like, we've known that Eve's been in love with Invincible for a long time. Ever since her and Rex, um, yeah, got, her standing out, her ago. standing outside the window mm-hmm. while him and that Amber was part kissed. of the reason why I feel like she went to Africa. She couldn't stand to see him and Amber. Together. Right, we talked about that. Yeah, 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 you're right. That's why I feel like she went in for the kiss. But he also just went there for no reason. Like it, it's that's clear what that I think, I think that's it's clear. What it's told, mutual. That's what told Eve like he's here for a reason. Yes, I'm gonna give him a little something. But of this. he kissed back. A little something. What's something. what's what's great? I agree that he kissed. What's back. great yeah. about this is that just two pages prior, everything was fixed. everything was like. Fixed like you're Mark like, fixed oh, it. Oh, okay. So Amber's like in him are the what's happening? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. Issue thirty nine. Uh, this cover is this the cover that Mike Barrett owns it. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, man in the uh, sketchbook section. Otley talks about how it took him forever to do this cover. Mm, it looks like it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Starts off. Cecil's pissed off, uh, and then Shapesmith gives the story about the sequids and that they're a hive mind. And what happened with Russ Livingston and Cecil was pissed off that they left an American citizen on Mars to be attacked by parasites. Um, he has to figure out the team to, to go up into Mars or into space to help stop this. And then we get the, uh, the aftermath of the kiss. But yeah, they both were, yeah, this is where they're both like, but you, I thought I, no, didn't you? And I, so and then Mark's like, I can't do this right now. There's, I, I couldn't do this to Amber. It's wrong. I won't do it. Um, and then Cecil interrupts, and Mark's like, Oh, thank God. Uh, and uh, <laughs> says that he needs help. And see, it's just light heart. It's like light. Yeah. You know, and just Mark like, is being goofy. Just, like he's yeah. just well, he's being younger. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this this breaks my heart. Yeah. Right here, God. Like Eve looking at. Them holding hands. Yeah, because Mark needs face. to fly faster, so he grabs her hand, and right. her just looking at it. Oh. If you look in this picture here, it looks like she's still trying to make out. Yeah, she's, like, trying to kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ciso explains that uh, since the sequids uh, attach to hosts, only people with skin or height or whatever surfaces strong enough to withstand the sequids are going to be going on this mission, which means that... Um, 
uh, robot, immortal. yeah, robot, monster girl, immortal, bulletproof, and Black Samson are going on the mission along with Mark and Eve because Eve will be able to make uh, uh, her scoot, her scoot, her suit uh, dense enough, which means that uh, Rexplode, um, Duplicate, and Shrinking Ray have to stay behind. Yeah, it's very like. I think it's cool that, like, oh, all the big superheroes go off and, like, what if something happens? Yep, you know which I mean? is what, yeah. Uh, Mark's like, or Cecil's like, we're leaving soon. Next page, splash page of the, the shuttle launching. Robot's actually in the robot suit. There's a, uh, a scene with Amber getting pissed off. Breaking the telephone because... Because he's not... He doesn't have a time for her. Sorry, I gotta, I, I gotta world. save the world. Yeah, I know. Fuck I know. you. She is a... I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her? And then she calls Gary. And then she calls... Yeah, she picks up she the phone. She goes, beep, calls beep, Gary. boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. It actually says beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, boop. It says boop, beep. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> so what? She had him on speed dial this yeah, whole time? I was just about to say that. You're right. Mm, yep. Two buttons? Yeah, star, she was, star no, one. It, it, no. <laughs> It looks like star three. Gary wow. Was, Gary was uh, speed dial number three. That's fucked up. Do you remember up. having speed dial? I remember having that. Like, you have certain people memorized to certain numbers. Mm-hmm. It's like favorites. Um, meanwhile, deep in space, uh, Mark says while they're sitting there, so do you want to talk about it? And he's like, no, not really. And Mark's like, oh, okay. So the shuttle is pretty cool. Another great comedic moment. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> the the Lizard League attacks the missile silo. Yeah. So they 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 kinda overtake it. So the Lizard League has control over all the missiles. They can just they can cause a nuclear war right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well they say they're going to demand if yeah. if if they don't meet their demands they will They're send off some missiles yeah right um let's see cecil finds out about the lizard league taking over and says that he's got a mission for uh rex duplicate and shrinking ray meanwhile um uh, the shuttle approaches <laughs> the ship go for it bill just just robot saying there it is and then Mark, like, fire phasers! <laughs> Robot, I'm going to ignore the phasers comment. <laughs> What's a phaser? Uh, but they, uh, the Martian ship attacks them. Eve tells everybody to get in close, and she creates a bubble to protect them all. And they're stranded in space in Eve's bubble. This is, like, crazy. Everything, like... Yeah, things are escalating rather quickly on, on Are these Earth? the last two issues? That we're reading? Is there only two left? Two? I feel like it is two. 40 and 41. And these ones is that right? are freaking doozies. Yeah. yeah, these two issues are crazy. So, Bulletproof, I love how he's panicking. He's like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe in here. Uh, they end up de- uh, deciding that all the flyers can push against the bubble. Eve's going to create a seal up against the ship, and Mark's going to punch through it. Um, Eve seals up the hole against, the, the, uh, against space, and like passes out practically because she's never had to exert herself this much. Um, Bulletproof smashes a sh- uh, a sequid, which alerts the hive mind that they're there, and they're immediately swarmed. Like immediately. Mm-hmm. And the immortal's plan is to just crush all of them. Meanwhile, in Anderson, Wyoming, uh, King Lizard is going on about his 
great plan, plan. about what they're going to do and how it, this it's a foolproof plan. And then, tick. <laughs> it was just a really weird, awkward pause Very there. Long, you just Pregnant pause. Everybody checked their their phones to make sure it was still playing. Oh, man. No, I wasn't sure if you were going to take it. Trinking Ray. Because I, I couldn't think of his name quick that enough. I couldn't either. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were waiting for me to say his name. And, and like, neither of us remember. know it either. <laughs> Shrinking, Shrinking Ray. Ray. Hits the button. Opens the, the blast door. And then uh, in one of the best single pages of Rexplode's entire life, uh, he charges in with an army of duplicates behind him. Oh, he has some cool moments. This is one of, I'm saying one of the coolest yeah. moments of his, mm-hmm. I, I picture this, I picture him fighting Octoboss mm-hmm. and then obviously him charging up. Oh, uh, dude, fucking, um, Multipol. Let's Multipol go. fight. That's going to be in the next mm, one. Next trade. So, uh, yep. They start fighting. It's a great fight scene. Komodo starts bashing, uh, duplicates heads together. We cut he's back like to... He's, like, killing everybody. Yeah. He's fucking, like, destroying. He's literally killing everybody. Uh, we cut back to space. Uh, Russ Livingston's there. Uh, robot figures out to make a, um, a shockwave of sound that temporary, temporarily throws all the sequids off, stuns them, stuns Russ, and they all get in Eve's bub- bubble again because they are just being overrun and it's not working. So they have to come up with a new plan. Uh, Amber is out on a date, but it's not a date, Bill. It's not a date because she's dating Mark. Don't shake your head. It's hmm. not a date, mm-hmm. but it's a date. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Gary turns down being uh, going into work because he's with her. Amber appreciates that. Gary, this is a good, the reason why I always think that William is Gary. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why, hmm. but I feel like Gary had to have come from somewhere. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. This is where Komodo is, uh, kills all of the Kates. Previously, like earlier, like when Rex was screaming out to Kate, she's like, hey, as long as there's at least one of me, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And Komodo kills every last one of them. Um, yeah, they're just, he's just covered in blood. There's pieces of duplicate everywhere. Uh, so, okay, so what if, what if number 27 lives because there's there's i'm just picking a number i think out. it's fine that's fine and then that's the new one it's just the numbers don't matter the numbers are just okay. i don't it's like that. like it's just like the um the mauler twins right i know but what i'm saying is that i would hate to be duplicate because her consciousness isn't is split divided? between this way it's not divided oh you think it's all new consciousness or, or do you think they're all they're all new i think no, because if it's divided then... what if every time she splits Everything it's, up to that moment is just a new person. Yep. Right. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Really, yeah. So her zero has no memory of anything. But so, I mean, she could go in there being number one, right? The original one and then die. Wait, you think that once once a new one is created, they don't have any past memories? No, I'm saying they would. No, they, they I'd would. say they only yeah. have all the past ones. Yeah, yeah. They don't share from that on though. If, right. Like, yes. like zero that we later find out is alive right now doesn't know what happened in this room. She right. knows that they right. all died, obviously, right, right, right. but she wasn't there. She right. So di- that proves that each and every one of the. I'm just. I'm saying that it's very much like in um, uh, the Prestige. Oh yeah. Like oh. it's that scary cloning thing yeah, where yeah. like 
yeah, you'll live on, but, but you but you die, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I know. That's fucked up. So, I mean, that's her power is to go in and just overwhelm people while some of them are going to die. Yes. Is it going to be you? Is it going to be the... I know, because they all have consciousness. I would always just stay back. I'd, I'd, just, I'd stay in the corner, and then I'd make copies of myself. That's what you she guys did. Go. That's literally what she did. Before no, she... this mission happened, she put a zero in aside and sent out a one. And that one made a ton of copies. But wouldn't that and one be like, nah, I'm not gonna fucking. But then wouldn't the go. two be like, no? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what but I'm saying. But they know they're clones, so maybe they just have a different drive. They just don't. They're a hero. The they're a superhero, Bill. But think about it. Rex blows there. I mean, like. Yeah, and, and he's, the, the, he's only the only one. one. He's the only. That's Rex the whole blow. point. But duplicate is her power is to just be a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> so she has to face that. Each one of them has to face it the same way that Rex does. I agree with you, but I feel like every once in a while you should see, you should see a duplicate just running away. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm out, you guys. The odds of at will, least one of I them. I will say that that's very, like, that, that says something about the the duplicate that calls out and says, don't worry about it. As long as there's one of me, all the other duplicate are like, fuck you. Like, yeah. I'm right. die. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shrieking Ray is obviously pissed off about this too. He jumps up at Komodo and says, I'll make you pay. Komodo says, you know what you are? Dessert. And then pops him in his mouth and eats him. Uh, Rex. Yeah. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. Uh, he throws a, a, a baton. His batons. Uh, excuse me. Boomsticks. Boomsticks. You're right. Extremely powerful. Yeah. Like, when they first, like, run into the room a couple pages back, he's throwing. that shit fucking explodes. Like, that's a huge explosion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's bigger than a ball. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's obviously the explosion should be and this bigger. And this explosion... That was just a marble. <laughs> oh, no, no, Marble? Was it a marble? No, it was like a golf ball. I think he says that was just a pebble. I don't know. Pebble. It was something. It, it was might like, have been golf ball. That was, like, second issue, right? Second issue, yeah. yeah. Remember when he charged the scientist glasses and flicked him? Oh, my God. Remember that? Did that by blow? accident, he ticked, he ticked them, like, by accident. He oh, touched yeah, him, yeah, and yeah, it blew yeah. his head off. His head off, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this this kills Iguana and I think it's Chameleon uh, and blows himself back and badly injures him. He's also been slashed at this point, point by Iguana. Um, Eve is having a hard time uh, keeping the bubble intact. TJ, you ready for this? Here, I'm I'll look at this. You, you ready. hand me that. So... Uh, everyone is dead, except for Rexplode. Um, King Lizard puts his, puts a gun to the back of... We were all wrong. That was a BB. You don't want to see what I can do with a golf ball. I thought you were right about golf balls in some way. Um, he says, uh... Did you say, did you say that, did Um, did he bite his arm off yet? He says, I'm going to take you out. He has a, he has a ball charge. And then the guy, the Komodo says, no, you're not. And he bites his hand off. No, he puts it, he puts the, the ball in his mouth and then he bites down on his hand. I don't. No, he doesn't. Oh, Komodo puts the ball in his mouth. Komodo, Komodo takes his hand and puts it in his mouth. No, Komodo has his hand. Look at this panel, dude. He He grabs his hand and puts it in his mouth. Yeah. I suppose. Cool. He blows his own fucking head off. He knows what Rex can do. Well, he's obviously stupid. Yeah, Apparently. he's he's a big brute. So he bites he bites Rexplode's hand off, but in Rexplode's hand was a ball that he was currently charging. So uh, Rex lost his hand, but he, Komodo lost his fucking head because yep. it exploded. Um, he hits the ground, and in, in 
God. Rex is like he's slowly crawling away. He's crying. And he's, like, he's like, I can't do this. I can't. He said, some would call, and then uh, King Lizard goes, someone, some would call it cowardice. I prefer to think of it as intelligence. Does one remain in the thick of the battle, risk personal injury, even death to help ensure a favorable outcome for his side? Or does he wait in safety, hidden until the battle is over and the victor is either on your side or too weary and injured to put up a fight? So basically, King Lizard was kind of like waiting yeah. for all the chaos to yeah, be done. Yeah, wait till it dies like, down and then yeah. finish him off. And then he said, I suggest you say a prayer. He puts, puts a, gun. a gun to the back of Rex Blow's head. And like Rex is like turned around the opposite way. Like it's very like... Yeah. Like execution. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's execution. He's being executed. And uh, that's the last we see of Rex in this issue. Um, meanwhile, uh, the dome is now completely covered in sequids. Eve is having a hard time keeping it up. Immortal's demanding she keeps it up because the entire human race rests on her shoulders. And Mark's like, it's okay, Eve. You can do this. Just try to do it, whatever you can. And Eve passes out. And they say, oh, crap. And that's how that issue ended. Covered issue 41 is Mark in a parade, which is fun because they talk about the parade in this issue, but you never actually see the parade. Yeah, I like that. that that's the cover cool? of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last issue in this volume. Uh... Shapesmith surrounds Robot because what they he, we didn't talk about it. What Robot was trying to do was take his suit and amplify that pulse wave, that sound wave, um, to just be a bigger, you know, sound wave to stop the sequids and Russ. And uh, so Shapesmith covers him up to protect him because he's out of his suit. And um, meanwhile, everybody else is fighting back the sequids. Uh, robot finishes the device, hands it off to someone, anyone take this. Immortal goes to take it, and then Mark stops him and says, no, I'm stronger than you, I'm faster than you, and this is far too important to let Ego get in the way. And he takes off, um, dodging sequids, and flies up to Russ Livingston and activates the device, causing all sequids, including the ones attached to him, to pass out. <clears throat> Then they try. Then they begin to escape the ship. Meanwhile, we go back, back at the to silo. Explode. And uh, he said, "Just do it." Or Rex Blode is with a gun to the back of his head. Just says, "He says, just do it. Go ahead and pull the trigger." And then King Lizard goes, "Don't mind if I." And then like, blam! He then that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he shoots the gun, but it kind of like I I take it as Rex Blode moves a little bit, but it still yeah. goes. Through because he also his hits skull. him. Right, he hits yeah. him. He goes what and yeah. hits him. And it uh, hits King Lizard, but it's the bullet still goes through his skull. And he yeah. kind of gets up and he's like fighting, but he, he's obviously very weak. He just got hit. He just got shot in the head. So and he's he, like, like he, shoot me? He, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like fumbling his words. He slaps the gun out of King Lizard's hand, but he's still fighting. And he's like, you don't have the, the, the strength to fight me. And he's like, shut up. And he, Punches King Lizard in the Knocks face. Knocks him out. Uh, and he he ends up um, kind of beating King Lizard. And then he falls to the ground on top of King Lizard. And then randomly Britt shows up and he's like, oh, here, I'm ready to fight. But he's way too late and everybody's already dead. King Lizard's still alive, though. He shoots Britt in the head and he gets on the comms and says, yeah, I think one of them's the still alive. Yeah. That is easily the best moment Rex ever, had, ever mm -hmm. gets. Besides the ending. Disagree. I also you think disagree. That's that was than... way, way better. better, dude. Because Maybe. his 
his moment in what comes up in issue 60 i Maybe. mean we're talking spoilers mm-hmm. that's the point of doing yeah, this movie okay so his his death and his sacrifice it was one panel this was like true this was like like i mean if you break it down it's almost one whole issue of him multiple issues literally I mean, going oh, you mean from if it's right it if, together. It was, if it was all put together like him starting off strong the reactions down, to everybody dying like, yeah and just yeah. like continuing to go like this shows way more endurance than i feel like which this, i'm sure this... 60 would have had more but there's so much going on that issue what made rex's uh sacrifice in that issue so cool was that it was like boom and now he's got like what yeah mm-hmm. but this just oh what makes this good is that this is the first time you really see rex as an actual hero yeah yeah so, I feel like it was kind of like coming gone, his redemption, he, which he is took, kind of the point. He of, took charge of the team, which was kind of the point of he was the leader. Duplicate reminding the readers, like, "Hey, you were kind of an ass to me." Yeah. Now it's like, "Hey, he's he's kind of he got his hero moment." Yeah. Um. Uh. The Martians want to keep Shapesmith because he's they the one that him. yeah they, because he's the one that caused all this. So they all save him. So yeah, the uh, Guardians decide to save him. They fly away. Mark leaves the ship and does an awesome. Um, there's an awesome splash page of him. Another iconic. Yeah. This is another uh, iconic page of art that mm-hmm. always comes up about Invincible with the explosion in the background. And he has a, a I mean, Immortal congratulates him, says he actually did a, a really good job out there. Him and Eve have another moment where she's like, where they talk about how they thought they were kissing each other. And Eve's like, so you think there was something to that? Um, then we mark back on Earth, spies on amber and gary uh and gary's kind of saying hey you know your boyfriend's not around like you know i'm here he's not and mark's kind of seeing this um there was a funeral for duplicate immortal is grieving uh bulletproof says that um you know that if only we could have found her brother um or immortal says i wish we could have found her brother just teasing that Mm -hmm. Um, Immortal thought they would have had more time together and then there's essentially the breakup between Mark and Amber um, they I mean it's it, we've talked about it they basically go, cover all of that like they both understand Mark says hey I've got all this stuff to tell you I, I think I'm actually gonna you know pursue that relationship with Eve after all blah 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 and Amber's like yeah I was actually gonna say the same thing except for the Eve part so it's mutual. And then at the end they say, she said, I did miss you a bunch though. One last cuddle. And he says, sure. Now yeah. cuddle. Oh, they did it. Uh, just, they did know, it. it just, Clothes came off. They, I, think, I think they did have relations. They had of, relations. Yeah. Of a um, kind. A great scene with uh, Mark and uh, Rex. Uh, Mark's like, oh man, you look terrible. And, and Rex is like, yeah, I've been through hell. And uh, I heard they th- threw you a parade, jerk. Um. And Mark gives him a hard, or Rex gives him a hard time, but he's like, I'm, I'm, he says he was I'm, just kidding. I'm fucking with you. At the same time, though, I kind of be like, I'm not saying. It's yeah, but it's obviously hush hush. He's not allowed to. For sure, for definitely. sure. But that's got to be tough. And I love it. He's like, I got, I, I saved the world too, and I was shot in the head. Where the hell is my parade? Yeah, I that's got to that. be tough, though. Yeah. I know he says he's just kidding, but I'd be a little. Yeah. Mark's like, no, it's not you. I just broke up with my girlfriend today. Rex is like, been there, done that. And then this. Volume ends with Saint the Bill. Real Saint Bill. Soon. <laughs> Russ, so the, Russ yeah. Livingston. The real Russ, Russ Livingston coughs up a uh, a multiple sequence, and they 
attached to him. And, and he says, <gasps> Sue. <laughs> but he doesn't really. So that does it for volume eight. Next up is volume nine. Nine. Weird. Which, which, is, uh... which is like, uh, I know we got Multipaw coming up. Um, what else? I'm trying to remember volume nine. Just look at the cover. Ooh, new uh, oh, new color. Oh, this is Anissa. Anissa's entrance. entrance. Uh, some more Alan. Flipping through real quick. Cool, cool. Oh, Oliver. Oliver stuff. What issues is this? You'll say on the back. Collects issues. 42 through 47. This is where I started. 42, through, 42 through 47. Or this is where I started collecting the comics. Yes, the this issue, this trade oh, ends Anessa. where we start started reading it initially. Anissa, you keep saying Anessa. Anessa. All it's right, Anissa. that is that is next episode. month. Uh, so now, so now let's see. We got a little bit of time for some other stuff. Let's see what else we've been uh, been. Yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, other yeah. stuff show yeah, with the guys yeah. talking uh, about uh, other stuff. Yeah. So. What have you been watching, playing, reading, seeing lately? Watching? Uh, okay, so... Yeah, San, let's San, talk about TV shows. All right, Santa Clarita Diet came out. Okay. And I've watched the first three episodes, and that's it. I can't believe I haven't watched more. I mm-hmm. finished it. You did? So... What, please, please don't... Please, no, please, no, no, please. No, 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 no. The only... Definitely my least favorite season. I'll just say that. Not that it's bad. But the thing is with it too is that it's they're like tw- like twenty minute episodes and there's only ten episodes. So I literally I wasn't even trying to like that's binge every it. season, dude. I know, but I wasn't even trying to binge it. Like I, that night uh, that we went out to eat, I went home and I watched three episodes. Woke up the next morning, watched three episodes. That night, watched three episodes, and then I woke up the next morning, I watched the last episode. <laughs> it was done. Like I, I was like that sounded like you binged like three it. Epi- <laughs> three episodes though is like an hour. Yeah. So like I watched yeah, an hour here, I watched an hour there. And then I was done. But that's what makes Santa Clarita so great is that it's it's short and sweet and, and, and like it's not at no point are you like I'm bored. I I will say this. Drew Barrymore's character, she's the reason why I didn't like this season like as much as the other ones. Wow. Because really? she like she's always getting in the way, like more so than, than I, I don't know. Right. Watch Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. It's it is good. It's, already, it is very good. We but. already uh, mentioned Umbrella Academy with Wyatt. Uh, what we didn't bring up with Wyatt, and I know he's uh, advocate of it, along with uh, Mike Barrett, was Love, Death, and Robots. You mean Love, Sex, and Robots? It's, love, it's, Death, and Sex. Love, Sex, sex Death, robots, and Robots. And do- sex, dubs. Sex, and Sex. <laughs> uh, we actually, the three of us actually got to uh, watch the. We first. got halfway through. Yeah, uh, it's 19 episodes. We watched eight of them together last night. And so all we've seen is the first half. Mm -hmm. And we're going to set another date where we can watch the other half. Did you guys like it? My my initial reaction, um, and I think a really great anthology series, makes you want to continue to watch. And that's what it did. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. There are episodes that I thought were fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and then there are some that I think were just meant to just be like quick little things that were just, just like little stories, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I really enjoy it to the to the fact where I'm mad that I I'm not allowed to watch anymore. Yeah, you know, until we watch. It, it reminded me of I think we talked about this. I think it was called 
Gotham Knights, which was an animated movie that came out oh, like yeah. in 2008. That's what One Batman Begins came out. They released yeah, the DVD between, with it. It took place it was, between Begins and Dark Knight, right? Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. it was just a whole bunch of Batman short stories, and it was all directed by different people, mm-hmm. all animated by different animators. Same exact idea, but it was all Batman-related, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Love, Death, and Robots uh, is the same idea except none of the stories are connected that we know of anyways yeah i don't think there's a little bit of a connection there that i don't want to spoil to anybody that i I feel like there are similarities here and there that they there's a a connection there maybe that i think is overarching um comics i read buffy i read all three issues uh i told like i i texted it to you within the first few pages of the first issue i was completely taken back by the writing because the writing Buffy the, the show, yeah, Buffy the show, Joss Whedon and the writers and stuff like that created a, uh, I'm still wearing my headphones. That was weird. That was probably why I was shouting. Um, Joss Whedon and the writers of that show created like a language for them. And they all talk a certain way. It's almost mm-hmm. like Aaron Sorkin, how he like, his characters talk a certain way. Right. So there's that Buffyism type of talk. Mm-hmm. And you don't like they, reading it. It doesn't work on in I, text. Now here's the thing: you texted me that, and I, I'm like, didn't even realize it. Yeah. I didn't even realize. But you it saw what like, I meant. I understand what you're saying, and but it, it never bothered me. And and I felt it, like it worked to me. For it, me, it made it better. Here's the thing: I got used to it, mm-hmm. but every time I would be reading a conversation and it would pop up, I'd have to read that speech bubble like two or three times because I'd be like, how are they saying this? It doesn't sound like they're speaking correct English grammar as I. That's do weird, the same thing I just right now. Read it. Like I don't even really. I don't think it, about it. It doesn't flow well for me. I think. But other than that, I think it's really cool. I yeah. love how it's like it, it's like all an the, alternate like, universe. Things? Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's I'm really so cool. Good. I love how it's like, hey, we got all the same actors back. They all uh, didn't age a bit, and we're gonna reshoot the entire series, but for fun and just mm-hmm. do things differently. And that's Anya what it feels like. up with Drusilla. Yeah, like, like that's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I read the Umbrella Academy comics, the first volume, just to kind of see how it related to the show, and it was almost completely different. That's what I heard. Um, and a, in a good way, though. Um, and movies. Uh, I saw Dumbo. Ooh, Did you? Really? Uh, as, as, a, as a Disney fan, and I actually like all the live-action movies, um, I heard nothing going into this, and I left it, and I didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah. It was like the first live action Disney movie that I left and I was like, I don't like this. I mean, Katie liked it. Mm-hmm. It just I was never excited for it. I don't know if it I'll feels see it. Really Why did they weird. make it? Like, I don't understand why Tim Burton would be like, I would like to remake Dumbo out of all out of all of the Disney and movies. And the whole you time Tim make. Burton's does that nowadays though, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Who yeah. would thought who would think that he would do that? Charlie but I'm not saying I'm saying anybody. You know what I yeah. mean? But but Tim Burton, you could be like, I wanna make I wanna fucking make like Hercules. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Or fucking Atlantis. But like, you know what I mean? It felt like that the whole time. The whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, why did they make this? Like, mm-hmm. it never really hit. Yeah, All like the actors why? kind of feel like they had Tim Burton being like, act like a cartoon. And then Disney being like, don't act like a cartoon. So half the time they're kind of acting like a cartoon character. A cartoon? A cartoon. It was really weird. I didn't, I mean, you it turned into a cartoon character. Yeah, that's what did. it was. That's what it was. But just for a second there, right? Okay. Mm. Uh, Shazam is this weekend. Shazam, Excited. Pet Cemetery. I have been so nervous for Shazam, like ever since the first trailer. But now that I'm like, I'm not even nervous anymore mm-hmm. because of all the reviews that it's getting. This like, how, I'm, I'm feeling it's got, that's it's how got I felt about reviews. Aquaman. Like how uh, up leading up until to it, I was like, meh. I don't even mm-hmm. know. I wasn't even hating. I was like, yeah, it's probably you know whatever. It's not. It's not gonna be bad. I everything that I saw of Shazam though, even early on, 
I thought looked great. Mm-hmm. But I was just nervous. Like, is it great? Or the is only it a thing good I'm trailer? nervous about is the fact that they haven't really shown like good story with good. the villain. Well, yes, I agree. Good. But that just makes me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, get it. it could be bad. When I first saw the trailer and when I first thought about what it could be, I thought big. Yeah, exactly, thought, which is I what Tom I was hoping H- for. Tom Hanks. I've and, never seen and, it. And, and, you've never seen Big? Oh, my God. Anyways, but yeah, that's that's yeah. going to be exciting mm-hmm. uh, this, this weekend. Um, uh, I read, so I need to start reading because TJ actually brought me back a surprise for my birthday. Um, the three trades, three, four, and five of Spread. What is Spread? Um, it's that, that's it's, the, the comic book he was obsessed with for a while. I, was, I, have, I have issue one of it. For like two years I was reading this shit, and it was so fucking good. And then I just, I don't know what happened, but I just stopped like hmm. reading it for a little while i met the artist at c2e2 and i got the the three four and five trades and i got a commission of asriel for him because that's which is Phil's favorite badass it looks really really fucking cool you'll um, have to show me the uh show me that because i don't remember that series i don't i, I don't i, don't, I, don't I kind of remember you talking about it but we didn't we didn't we weren't doing the podcast when yeah. i was reading it still but i was yes, like yes we were I, what? we talked about it on the yeah, absolutely really? must sure? have been early on yeah it had to have been early on um before we talk about Oh, yeah, spread. Okay, I remember mm-hmm. that now. Before we talk about uh, Avengers, which is what we're going to wrap it up with, uh, I do want to talk about video games. Mm-hmm. I started yeah. playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and uh, uh, it took a long time for it to click. This is like two years. Yeah. Like. Oh, well, it came out a year and a half, a year ago, about. Yeah. Uh, it took a long time for it to click. Well, I just started playing it, mm-hmm. so. Uh, but I'm enjoying it so far. I just downloaded Celeste on my Switch. I'm excited to play that. And there are a lot of uh, VR games coming out for PSVR, TJ. Mm. And there is just a bunch of hands-on. Apparently, the Iron Man game is awesome. It looks It looks bad. And, and, it's really bad. And, it looks like a rail shooter. Yes. It looks like a yes. rail shooter, which is terrible. I know. It looks terrible, Ryan. Everybody said that. Go read all the impressions. Everybody's like, I thought this was going to be a rail shooter. It's open world. You use the controllers as you're uh, to fly. You hold them out to shoot, like... Apparently, mm. it's really good. Check it out. Uh, no Man's Sky in VR is going to be awesome. That's supposed to be really good. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch. Uh, I beat Devil you, May Cry. Did you finally beat it? I beat oh. Devil May Cry, and uh, it was everything that everybody says it was. Holy shit, the ending. Oh, my gosh. The ending was so good. And really? The, the best thing... Of, I won't say the best thing about the ending, but what had me excited about the ending is that it kind of, not really, but kind of left in a cliffhanger so what has me excited about that is that Devil May Cry has been so inconsistent with their releases you're worried like, they did like this one game through... got such good reviews they're gonna yeah, do another it, but so did DMC and nothing happened with I that I feel like DMC was kind of like split though wasn't it wasn't there a lot of people that didn't mm, like DMC, it when it got DMC announced is still my favorite. when it got announced nobody like everyone was like fuck yeah. like, because what they did, did they do but, but then it was good and they're like oh we because they did Devil, like they did Devil May Cry 1 through 3 mm-hmm. and then did nothing and then 4 came out like randomly, like years later, mm-hmm. and then nothing, and then they rebooted. They rebooted the whole thing with DMC, mm-hmm. and then they went back to Devil May Cry Five, going back to the original storyline. Like it was all over the place. But the it's fact that this weird. ended with such an awesome cliffhanger, it not, not it's not a cliffhanger. There was a legit ending. Yeah. But there was like a tease. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Okay. But um, there was literally it's literally like oh what happened with this? Yeah. They never explained this, so some it's going to continue. Do you think is there going to be uh, expansions or any DLC add-ons? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. think that'll answer it? No, because okay. they they also they also they also, no. they also tease what the um, what the DLC, DLC is. is. I'm not okay. really excited for it, but um, I love DMC. I just recently so played good. that again. I redownloaded really? it on my PlayStation. Well, DMC like, is still my favorite Devil May Cry. It. That's crazy because you yeah. love Devil May Cry. 
And you're talking about the reboot, yeah. the Ninja Theory. The MC one. was awesome. It was really... That's the only one I've played other than the first Devil May Cry. Really, really, really fucking good. It might be 4. I don't know. DMC and D- Devil May Cry 4 were amazing. Bill, what else have you been playing lately? Um, I don't think anything, to be honest. I've been, like, I got a guitar for my birthday, so I've oh, been, yeah. I've been, been playing, playing that guitar. for, like, every day. Maybe someday you can play out the intro to, to, to this podcast. Do, 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 do. Wait, is that song? Oh, wait. What is this song? How does this go? Oh yeah, okay, all right. Um, um, no, I no, I feel like I have been playing something, or I just beat something hmm. recently. What 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 games came out recently? When oh my god, like, did you guys see that there's a new fucking Wolfenstein game coming out? No, I heard about it, like Brothers or something like that. No, or, it's the the it the, the daughters, daughters or something like that. Um, I still it's coming. It's coming though. out in October, and it's thirty dollars. So it makes me think that it's, it's like it's, the old blood. Yeah, it's like it's like, a, it's like an extended DLC, but it looks fucking awesome, and it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I kind of heard everybody raving about it, but I still haven't gotten through. Like it I yet. just was scrolling through IGN, and yeah. it was like a little Surprise fucking drop. dib thing, and I'm like, holy shit. Hmm. Yeah. TJ, before we wrap up, what is one thing, or how do you? What is one thing from Avengers Endgame that you want to happen? Next time we record, it will have been after we've seen it. So what is something that you want out of Endgame? Hmm, that's a good question. Thank you. Bill, do you have an answer? <laughs> I do. I have an answer. I want um, the stakes to be real this time, and I want people to actually die. Like, stay dead. Okay. Well, I think that's, I think that's going but to I, happen. But I, but I don't mean, like, I don't mean, like, like, Rhodes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if Rhodes dies. You know what I mean? Well, we're going. War Machine. We need Rhodes. Rhodes. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty great. Can there be a meme? Can someone please make a meme? Who of, knows how to make of, a meme? Of, 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 like, War Machine being like, I'm on my way. And then Iron Man being like, well, we're going. We don't need Rhodes. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd man. be fucking perfect. Just don't, but like, just don't be predictable, I guess. Yeah. That, yeah, like, like... Like, everyone's expecting, like, oh, the... Par- the all I'm, the older characters, the the veteran characters, are gonna die. Back, yeah. like like make something. I feel like we did this a year ago, and I was like, oh, Tony or Cap are gonna die. One of them are gonna die, and then at the end, it, it really wasn't that at the end. So yeah, I want them to subdue expectations, not be what everybody thinks. But I also like we left um, Infinity War on such a low that I kind of want to leave the theater feeling good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd love for this movie... You know how, like, Star Trek, and we always talk about that, like, like Mission Impossible uh, yeah. uh, Fallout, where you leave the theater and it's like, that was a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want there to be death in this. And I want it to be sad and impactful, mm-hmm. but I also want to leave the theater, like, pumped. I left Infinity War, and I was blown away, but it's very sad and depressing at the mm-hmm. end. I think that the whole finale of, of everything that we're talking about re- regarding, like, who's coming back and what's yeah. going to happen... Yeah. That's going to be answered at least halfway through the movie. Yeah. The other half of the movie is going to be them getting you excited for the next phase of the MCU. Yeah. Building up the new team. I just want I want to feel good at the end. That's what yeah, I want. I think you will. Cool. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Wyatt, again, for coming on. Um, we will be back in one month talking about... Uh, Something else. I have an idea for what our next episode is going to be. I was going to say talking about volume. We're going to be talking about something, but we will be talking volume nine of uh, trade paperback, uh, volume nine of Invincible, Um, and we'll give our impressions on Avengers. And we also have a surprise for everybody too. We do. I don't know, but now the pressure's on, and we have to think of something. Oh no! Now we got to think of a surprise. Exactly. That's why Uh, I did it. So we'll be back in one month. Thank you all for listening. Um, Remember, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, our website is theinvinciblepodcast.com. 
uh, this week, uh, this month's outro song is by Wyatt Lane, and it is In My Nature. Uh, this is the first song that we are featuring that wasn't on his album that was recently released, which you can get on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Okay, goodbye. Bye. sloth and it looks like it doesn't know what to do with itself with a sloth <laughs> yeah here wait just it's just it's i don't know if it's meant to be, what i don't know if it, i don't know if it's meant to be he picks it up out of the road look at look at the slice like what the fuck man it looks like he's flipping yeah, wait, wait 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 it gets better <laughs> it's like where this am is, i what this, am i supposed this to is be my doing? life <laughs> fucking sloths man